0: What's going on everybody? Brad here. Just wanted to start off this episode by saying black lives matter. I stand with you 100% in protest against racism, police brutality, and each and every inequality you face. I challenge everybody listening, young and old, to do their best to make a difference here, to change the way you think, to challenge your privilege and your your predisposition be better and recognize that racism is real and we need it to end. I know that it's Jurassic June and the excitement for the Jurassic franchise is, you know, at its all-time high during this month, but I just haven't had it in me to discuss Jurassic and share things and self-promote. It just hasn't felt right. It still really doesn't. But I hope this week and throughout Jurassic June we can help come together to give back to the Black Lives Matter movement. We are putting together donations on our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you can go ahead and submit any amount you want to help donate back. In addition to your donations, I am donating not only money to the charity, but also giveaway prize packs for everybody who donates at a certain level. I have two prize packs out there full of Jurassic gifts. You can actually find them all on our website, in the post, and also a chance to be on an upcoming episode of the Jurassic Wire. We'll be donating all funds that are raised to Color of Change to help make a difference here. The Jurassic Park community is a wonderful community full of amazing people, and I've only ever had such wonderful experiences with all of you. We started this initiative to help give back. I know we can. I know you will. We're going to make this place better for everybody. So please head to JurassicParkPodcast.com. You'll see a post all about Jurassic Gives Back. You'll find information about Color of Change, and you'll also find out ways to donate, and you'll see all the prizes there, everything that you could win. And I hope you guys will help out and, and, and be good and kind and do the right thing, because black lives do matter. Racism is real, and it needs to end right now.
1: Hey, Jurassic friends. This is Caleb Burnett, and I'm here to say that Black Lives Matter. I know the Jurassic community can help make a difference this Jurassic June and beyond. Donate with us to Color of Change, a great organization that works to bring justice to law enforcement, voter suppression, media reporting, racism, and much more. Brad and others have some awesome prizes lined up associated with donating. But don't just do it for that. Do it because Black Lives Matter. Period. Stay safe. And stay Jurassic.
2: Everyone remain
1: calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah, ooh, ah,
3: that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and, and screaming.
4: Somebody talk to me. What is happening?
5: Welcome to Jurassic World.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. No, no!
3: How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe?
2: (laughs) This was all John Hammond's
6: dream.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hold on to your butt.
6: (laughs) Seriously? Well, we're back.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 236th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss... All Things Jurassic Park. So we're now here in the second week of Jurassic June after taking some uh, well-needed time to reflect and to donate and to listen and to understand better what's going on in the world today. And um, while certainly issues are still occurring each and every day and there is nothing resolved at this point, I wanted to get back to talking Jurassic with you all. And I know it feels superfluous at the moment, but... um, I know we can be an outlet to escape and to take your minds off things, and I, I don't necessarily want to take your mind off what's going on in the world, but I want to give you an outlet to express your love of Jurassic Park and something that might make you happy and and uh, just uh, make you feel a little bit better about your everyday So, a few weeks back, myself and Jennifer Tarek recorded an episode of the Jurassic Mailbag. It was originally scheduled to air last week, but we are airing it for you guys this week. We did end up missing our last Jurassic Mailbag, so we have one here for you now in Jurassic June to get to the bottom of all your letters and calls. Uh, Like I said, it's been a while, so I hope you appreciate each and every one that we got to in this episode. Just in case though you want to be a part of the next mailbag, you can call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. You can email us audio files or questions at jurassicparkpodcast.gmail.com. At or you could head to our contact page at Podcast.com to fill out our contact form. Now, of course, even though you haven't heard this episode just yet, we are already collecting questions for the next mailbag. So before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business now over on our website. Of course, we can't forget that there is still a pandemic going on. So COVID-19, we want you all to hashtag stay safe, stay Jurassic. Thanks to our buddy Tom uh, for setting that up and also allowing us to display all the information that he put together on our website. So go to JurassicParkPodcast.com, click on the banner at the top of the page to find a wealth of information to keep you busy and keep you safe during this time of need. And if you head over to our YouTube channel, we held off on a lot of things this week, but this past weekend, I introduced what I called Jurassic Gives Back, uh, and I did that uh, via our YouTube channel. I coincided that with a release over on our website, so please go check out the article. Like I mentioned in the intro to the show, if you want to donate, you can actually win some amazing prize packs, um, and you can also be a part of the show. So for $5 or more, you can have a chance to enter into the contest to win from two prize packs that feature um, some art, prints, there's uh, toys in there, there's uh, some jewelry, there's a, a bottle opener in one of them, there's a coin, there's all kinds of cool stuff in these prize packs and also for the $10 or more level, you have the chance to join myself and Aaron Beyer on an episode of The Jurassic Wire. So, of course, we are accepting any kind of donation little, big, small, whatever it is, we we would welcome any kind of donation to send that to uh, Color of Change we're, we're trying to help out and to donate some money to them because it's it's a very worthy cause and like I said, Black lives matter so we need to protect that and we need to help out and show that the jurassic community is full of wonderful people so please check out all of the information on our website it's for a worthy cause but you also get some cool stuff in return now the live stream set up the entire initiative But we also did decide to talk about some Jurassic stuff. So over the past week and a half, two weeks, whatever it is, there's been a lot of Jurassic stuff coming out, and I wanted to discuss it all with you that pertains to, let's see, we talked about um, a bunch of Mattel toys, the Amber collection, Uh, we talked about the roller coaster at Islands of Adventure, the new Raptor encounter, the new baby Raptor that's there, Sierra. We talked about uh, oh man, what, what else did we talk about we talked about some concept art from jurassic world fallen kingdom there was so much stuff to discuss it was well over two hours um and we wanted to keep everybody informed on the giveaway and the donation period which will be going by the way all the way through jurassic june we're going to announce winners in july and get everybody their prize packs in july so we're very very excited to uh kick off jurassic gives back and hopefully use this as a platform to give back in the future. Um, for years now, you know, we've been doing shows and we've been producing content for you guys. And you guys have been so gracious to us over the years, whether it is with your donations um, or your your super chats over on YouTube to help support our podcast. That is always so appreciated. And also just via your reviews and whatever the case may be, you've all been so kind to me over the years. So that's the type of people that I know we have here especially in our podcast community, but all over the Jurassic community. So please go check out the article and also go check out the video, the live stream that I did over on YouTube. But again, guys, it is Jurassic June. I'm trying to get hyped up here. It's kind of hard, but I want to get Jurassic June kicked off here with another episode of the Jurassic Mailbag.
5: Jurassic Mailbag.
6: Mailbag. Mailbag. Mailbag.
5: Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag never fails. It makes me wag my dino tails. I'm Brad and Jen, your Jurassic Mail. It's Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome everybody to the Jurassic
0: Mailbag for the month of June. It is finally Jurassic June. Uh, and what better way to celebrate it and, and kick it off right but with the Jurassic Mailbag? And I have Jen here. Uh, it's been a little while. How you doing, Jen?
2: I'm good. We're halfway through the year. It's Jurassic <laughs> June. It's already off the rails before we started recording, I, yeah. so this is gonna be a good one, I think. I think yeah. we've had it pent up. It's been pent up for like <laughs> two months, and I'm on a chair way too high, so <laughs> and like <laughs> practically bent over. So I'll be hunchback by the time we're done. Oh
0: no! Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting because uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff here, and and uh, it's been a while. So uh, a lot of people called in over the past f- f- how however long it's been. Uh, what was it? Oh, I guess we didn't do the May one, so we only missed one, right? Is that
2: it? Yeah, and you know what? That's not oh, bad that's considering all the, the craziness happening in the yeah. world and in my household. It's it's not bad.
0: <laughs> I honestly like was thinking, I'm like, oh, we've missed like six it feels like. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, it's just just one.
2: <laughs> just
0: one. But, it, I mean, like, I've, we've got a lot of voicemails. We've got a lot of emails. So uh, why don't we go ahead and just ki- get it kicked off without any um, – voice modulation because i think we've got it figured out this time um you know at the i think i feel like uh the middle of our last recording we're like all right we need to figure this out we stopped (laughs) we got it all working out so now hopefully nobody is going to have any high pitched voices here today so let's hear from uh our first caller who is uh i think this is an mp3 from jeremy what's going on jeremy
5: hey brad and jen it's jeremy from at wiles paleo on twitter I hope both of you are staying healthy out there. I was thinking about how Falling Kingdom sort of ran on a concurrent timeline with our world, like how it made a nod to the president wondering if dinosaurs even existed. That got me thinking that if it's following our universe's timeline that closely, whether the new film would reflect the new normal that we are all going through now with the coronavirus. And with that in mind... Whose dominion do you think it will truly be in the next movie? Oh,
0: okay. It's over. Right. Um <laughs> You know, I that's an interesting question because I've I've been thinking about how does the film industry or television industry like react to like the world that we have now. Um and, and it, it was making me wonder, are we gonna see movies where people are, you know, wearing masks or Talking about our our past history, or are they just going to completely ignore it and just go about their their daily business? I can't I can't imagine that you know, big tentpole movies are like like Jurassic or mm-hmm. you know like a, a superhero movie is uh, well I mean a superhero movies they're definitely going to have masks on so sorry about that um but uh, I don't know if like Jurassic will, I I would say probably they're just going to do their thing. But it did make me wonder about like the film industry as a whole, like, like say say for instance, like um, just like a, a romantic comedy or something. Like, will that be a subject matter, or, or will we see people like that in television shows? I don't know. I think it's a good question.
2: Um, I don't know I, about those other films and shows. I don't know. Like- maybe maybe um those industries will want to capitalize on this it's quite possible but for jurassic i just want the original script that was written i don't want any changes like every second that goes by i'm afraid that something something's going to happen and they're going to change something like josh is afraid every day that sam neill like won't be able to do it or, or I'm like, I hope they can cut Bryce's hair exactly how it was supposed to be. Like, cause I, I just don't want it to be different. I mean, I get it for other productions and other things, but for this Jurassic movie that was pre-written, ready to go, I want to see what they were going to specifically do um, this year. I, I don't want anything different on this yeah. one.
0: I, I, I don't know. I mean, as far as any differences just related to like delays, I, I mean, I don't know. I I did have that similar feeling as Josh I guess with Sam Neill because like <laughs> recently he be, he's been like going to the doctor and you keep seeing him with like eye issues and stuff <laughs> like that and I'm like I'm like oh my god what is what is happening like oh no like don't get sick don't don't nothing happen to any of these people cuz that would be horrible first off but like yeah I I I mean, I kind of thought about Alan Grant with an eye patch and I was like, okay, that works. But <laughs> I was I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I've got that same worry too for for just a lot of any of the actors too. Um but as far as like script changes or anything like that, I, I don't know. I mean I don't I don't think so. The only thing I could say, and I think I've talked about this with Aaron, maybe maybe we talked about it, I'm not sure, but um, like the age difference of of uh Isabella Sermon might factor in. Yeah, we have talked about that. Yeah. yeah, if if that you know, if she ends up looking different, I don't know. I, I'm you know, we don't really get glimpses of her you know during all this, so who knows? But um, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping that like, they would just take this time to, sh- sh- to to. Rewrite the movie and spread it out over two films, but I, don't, you know, that's just like a pipe dream kind of thing. And we recently heard like Frank Marshall talking about like this is not the conclusion of Jurassic. You know, it's going to live on. Um, but I was like, oh, that would be really cool if they decided. You know, this movie's kind of massive. Let's take some time to split it up into two films. But I, yeah. you know, that's like a pipe dream thing that will most likely not happen.
2: I've always had that hope too. I, I I like the two film idea. I really do. So we get two trailer releases, two promo still releases, two press tours. Like we get to do it twice, basically, and then we get uh, two movies. And I I would love that. That is my dream as well.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, as for the original question, I just don't think um anything will be you know reflected as far as like what's going on now. I just think it's going to be like business as usual. They're gonna go about their thing uh, we've talked a lot about how uh you know this next installment could reflect a lot of like what um Planet of the Apes have done and if they go ahead and introduce a virus now it's gonna it's gonna really feel like Planet of the Apes and and it's it's a little that'll be a little too close for comfort I think so hopefully they they stay away from that at least
2: yeah read the room <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. People just want to get away from it. Stop talking about it, you know? Mm-hmm.
6: Um,
0: so next one we have – let's see. Cont- this is from our website. So uh, Kiriakos here filled out our, our website contact form. Um, and it's uh, the subject is Jurassic World actor passes away. Um, and it says, hey, Brad, just found out – I probably shouldn't have read that so ha- happily. Uh, hey, Brad, <laughs> just found out that Irfan Khan – Uh, Sadly passed away at the age of 53. As you know, he was Simon Mizrani in Jurassic World. And I'm already seeing a huge response from the Jurassic community on a few forums. Very sad. Hopefully, you might be able to highlight him in a future episode. Hope all is well. Stay safe and looking forward to the next episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Uh, Thanks. Thanks, man. Um, Yeah, I mean, we did – I know this was probably – uh, at least a month or maybe more ago, this this message here. Well, I guess probably a month. Um, and, yeah, that's a, a terrible thing, you know, that we I think we all miss him. And I think the Jurassic community, like, had a huge outpouring for him uh, over those days. And I don't know how much the Jurassic community has been exposed to his career overall, but um, – he's, he's a wonderful actor and definitely going to be missed, you know, just throughout the entire, you know, film industry and life in general. So, uh, not just Jurassic fans, but yeah, it's pretty sad.
2: I know we missed that. I, I don't know exactly. I can't remember exactly the date or if we just missed it or if it was in our little accidental hiatus last month, but <laughs> yeah, I, th- I feel like so much, nothing's going on, but yet so much is happening. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I know I felt so bad. I mean, I guess we we kind of saw it. It, in coming up in the future at some point with his situation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's never good. And he seems like such a nice person and, and just everyone kind of loved him. And that's part of our history. So it's always sad when that happens.
0: Yeah. I I feel like everything that he's done is, is, is like a uplifting kind of like, he's always got like a speech in there that like really pulls at you. And you know, that's, that's why I feel like it hits home even more because in Jurassic World specifically, he's talking about like this connection to these dinosaurs and to life itself, and it, it's pretty, it's a pretty emotional part. And especially now, I think there's a even even like more emotional attachment to that moment too when they're in the the helicopter together with Claire.
2: Yeah, no. I know. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, he's such an important part of that film specifically, and he plays such an important role and. Yeah, I know. And he's like one of the first people that you see there and, and that that's sad. That that's yeah. a that's a miss.
0: One thing that's that's interesting is like um, you know, that 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 was it. That was that was his role. Um it's not much of like a a huge legacy as far as the the character's concerned, but I think there's a big impact though from from his character. He's you know, he's he doesn't have that weight of like um John Hammond. Or anything like that. John Hammond had multiple chances to be a part of this franchise and and do other stuff, you know, like um, like voice work and other things like that. Videos in the theme parks. Um, but I think, you know, over time, he's going to grow to be just as impactful in, in certain aspects. But, um,
2: well, you know, when- his character, though, his character is in um, the Evolution of Claire book. And yes. if they ever write yeah. any books with his character or anything, I mean, that's who people are going to put in their mind when they read it. So he's kind of living on in that way, too.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say because he does live on in that sense. Because yeah, you're definitely envisioning him. You're hearing his voice, his his demeanor, everything everything about him. Um, and then you also have the character, you know, moved forward in the Lego stuff, um, which is a very very different take on the character. I mean. Uh, uh, Mizrani was pretty silly, like in Jurassic World. He had his silly moments, he had his impactful moments, his very serious stuff. I think he was a really well-rounded character, and of course, brought you know brought to life because of him. Um, but in the Lego stuff, he is very, very silly, very over the top, and they take like that silliness from the film and just turn it to level one thousand, and, and it, it's it's pretty funny. It's it's just a different take on the character, and I, I like both takes.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Lego stuff is silly, but how can you not love that?
0: Yeah. So, uh, thank you, Kiriakos. Let's move on to uh, the next one. That was a tangent there. I know, I know. I
2: feel like (laughs) we're already going off the rails. This is great. (laughs) Great.
0: Next one here uh, is, uh, this is an MP3 from Travis, our buddy Travis Stevens. What's going on, dude?
5: Hey, Brad. Hey, Jen. This is Travis Stevens of Travis Stevens Crafts. It's been a long time since I've called into the mailbag. We had a second child and I got a lot busier. But anyway, I have two very, very important points that I'd like okay. you to discuss possibly. Number one, I've been thinking about this for years. Years ago now, you discussed the line, the power of this place from the no. original film. And Brad, your take Uh-oh. was that they were talking about electricity. And Jennifer, your take <laughs> was the correct one. And you were talking about how it's about the genetic power, how, man's power, innovation, basically defying the natural order. Um, the power of this place is that genetic power. And Brad, I'm sorry, you're wrong. I'm sorry, but I love you. Um, <laughs> now, the, the other point this is maybe even more consequential. Okay, we know the title. Of the upcoming Jurassic World film that will eventually be coming out. Dominion. Now, I'm going to throw you here. <laughs> Listen. What's another universal property that they could synergize with and do a little crossover? Jurassic World Dominions. Okay? Think back wow. to Fallen Kingdom. They're hanging out. They're uh in that uh, auction room. You know <laughs> that grew. He's in that room bidding on dinosaurs that he can use with his minions. Now let's think, what's going to happen? My question, I guess, for you is in what is obviously the plot of Jurassic World 3, Jurassic World Dominions, what role <laughs> are Alan and Ellie, Malcolm going to play against Gru and his League's <laughs> of minions? What are they going to do? Because I think only you can answer that question. Thank you. I love you guys. Bye.
0: Wow, wow, Travis, really throwing me under the bus there. First off, and uh, <laughs> and the dominions, D- man. Like, I-, I mean, I'm gonna have to rewatch the movie *Fallen Kingdom* see if Gru was in there. Maybe, maybe it's like a live action take. That would be pretty cool, well, I guess. Would it?
2: <laughs> I jeez, I haven't. I don't <laughs> even know if I've seen that movie all the way through. I. <laughs> I think it's been on TV once in a while, but oh, not enough for me yeah. to sit through the whole thing.
0: <laughs> you know, I, uh, I really dislike the Minions <laughs> or, or yeah. uh, whatever, you know, that's that franchise. Oh,
2: I, I, I got I a thought... story whenever you're
0: okay. done. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Go
2: ahead. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, this okay, so our 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 movie theater here um obviously can't be open, they can't show movies and so forth, but they're trying to do like a drive-in system mm-hmm. and they were having um they're putting out films and, and they put up a schedule and it ended up falling through because of the governor it was like, You're fired. But anyway, they were doing all that and they were trying to, and their their schedule had the minions before Jurassic World. They were gonna be a double feature together.
7: Oh,
0: Wow! I know synergy I know. tying it in. You're right. That was happening. Maybe, maybe Travis is on to something. I, I mean, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not on to anything because that I don't want that crossover. I would much rather them stick with like Fast and Furious because I could see some fast cars. You know, these these Velociraptors go like sixty. So we got we got a car that can go faster than that, right? I think. Dom Dominic Toretto and and the Fast Furious gang could definitely take out some dinosaurs.
2: Never saw that.
0: Oh come on!
2: Um, no comment. I rode the horrible <sighs> ride in Universal Studio. That's about it.
0: Did you ride the horrible Minions ride?
2: Oh, I did that too. I, yeah. I miss when that, that Jimmy Neutron wasn't bad because that was at least nostalgic and, and the Hanna-Barbera stuff was way cooler. Minions, no. No thanks.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not my thing. Um no, Could I either. see – is there a world where like minions exist and dinosaurs exist?
2: I'm sure there is somewhere. So. You know what I could see? You know what world I could see the minions existing in like the Ice Age movies?
0: Oh, Sure. I could see that maybe, you know, because there's like aliens and stuff in there too. So maybe
2: <laughs> there's anything. I don't know. In there, there's
0: everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I love them though. I don't know why. Do.
0: They are fun. They are very fun. Yeah. I, I really, really like those movies. And you know, they're Disney properties now. So maybe they'll be in the park sometime. That would be cool. Um, but man, Travis, the power thing. I don't know. I completely forget what we even t- even talked about. I just remember you talking about it. I don't remember what was said, what happened. Maybe I might, maybe I blacked out, my power went out. I forgot.
2: I think he had the right answer though.
0: Mm, Something uh, tells me he I
2: did.
0: Don't May, I don't know. We'll we we'll, I'll <laughs> have to replay that too. I'll have to go back to Fallen Kingdom, see if Gru's there and then go back to whatever episode that was. Good luck finding it. Uh, Somebody let me know. When was that? (laughs) Uh, Let's move on here to the next one. This is an email from Frank, and it says, Hey, Brad. Hey, Jen. uh, I am a relatively new listener to the podcast, and I think it's great. The first thing I want to say is, what are the chances of Mattel re-releasing the canceled Dual Attack Therizinosaurus? Talking of Mattel... Do you think they are ever going to do a repaint of the Mosasaurus? I think it would be nice in a purple color. Also, do you think they could retool the Plesiosaurus into a Nothosaurus, which is the ancestor of a Plesiosaurus? Um... Skipping over here. It says, not many people know this, but Michael Giacchino also did the music for the Lost World Jurassic Park video game. Have a listen and see whether something similar could be used for Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, that's interesting. Um, talk uh, Talking of Jurassic World Dominion, people were saying in answer to Collins' post that could mean – Dinosaurs in snow. Uh, this could be a coincidence, but one of the most recent updates for Ludia's Jurassic World game was two Indominus Rexes in the snow. Uh, what do you think the chances are of Mattel making a line similar to? Oh, there's so many questions here. Uh, similar a lot. to Hasbro's Dino ha- uh, Hybrid line uh, from Frank. All right, so wow, got a lot Frank. of lot of stuff to tackle.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see. First off, uh, re-releasing the Therizinosaurus. Um, I mean, sure, it's possible. I mean, all they need to do is just give it a repaint. That'll probably, if it ever does see the light of day, um, which is not uncommon for things to get canceled, but then show up in different forms, um, you know, that, that could be a possibility. Um, and do you ever think there's going to be a repaint of the Mosasaurus? Uh, that is... That's an hmm. interesting one, actually, because just the today or the other day, um, we saw a look at um, some upcoming Snap Squad figures, and there is a repaint of the Snap Squad Mosasaurus. So there was the original Mosasaurus Snap Squad, and then they have another one. I think it's branded uh, Camp Cretaceous, so I don't know why, but maybe it's just a uh, – I don't know. I don't know why it would be repainted, to be honest. Um, but maybe, maybe there's a possibility. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. And maybe that kind of ties into what you're talking about in the last question. Skipping down, uh, if it's going to be, an, if there's going to be anything similar to Hasbro's Dino Hybrid line, um, which was just, I, I mean, I was talking about this the other day in um, uh, my last live stream where we, like, there was that, that period of time where, like, all those toys were just so wild. Like, there was all these hybrid, like, crazy hybrids with, you know, insane color schemes and stuff like that. Not necessarily good toys, but they were a thing, for sure. And, um, I mean, it could, you know, there there could be a chance where we see something like that. I think they're kind of taking steps into that as we speak. So, it, you know, it's certainly possible. Um you have anything to add to the, the toy talk? <laughs>
2: um. Well, I don't know much about that, but I – oh, as far as cancel things go, I guess I could throw some kind of an opinion that be somewhat coherent here. Um, I guess my guess is for anything that's been canceled, but what you said before, they'll probably be reworked into something new or called something different. I doubt anything that gets canceled really comes back the exact same way it was supposed to, which is sad. But I, that's just been – what I see in life in general,
0: <laughs> you know, uh, there I feel like there has been something that was canceled. I think it was the Jurassic Park three raptor or something like that. Um, it has you know the one with the quills and stuff. I believe there was one that went like we never actually saw, and then it came out uh, as a different version. If I remember correctly, I don't know, might be wrong, but um, and also who knows what the dinosaurs are going to be in the next film? So. If there is a Therizinosaurus, or if they do need to bolster the lineup with things that are not in the movie, then that's a perfect uh, a perfect thing to do. I mean, maybe maybe that was it. Maybe maybe they just wanted to give a, a cool thing for the next movie, or maybe uh, or you know uh, just wanted to space things out because, like I've talked about with the vehicles and the humans and stuff like that, is. Wait until the next movie comes out, and maybe we'll get some of these other things that you're asking for, like the Ford Explorer and stuff like that. So maybe they started creating this Therizinosaurus and just said, like, you know what? Let's hold off. Or maybe Universal said, scratch that. It's going to be in the next movie. Um, who knows? But um, I would definitely be open to that because it did look really cool. Uh, and then the Michael Giacchino stuff, yeah, it's awesome that he was in or did the score for the Lost World video game. Um and as far as something similar being used for Dominion, I like that idea. I would actually like to kind of re-listen to that score with that thought in my head. That would be pretty cool. Um, I don't know. There's not much to really talk about there, unless we, you know, let's take this time to actually go ahead and listen to the entire score. What do you say, Jen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last I'm thing. So
2: helpful in this <laughs> podcast. You you are like damn it. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well here here's a good one for you, maybe. Um, okay, the, I'll try. the dinosaurs in the snow thing. So Colin's been posting a lot oh, okay. of stuff about dinosaurs and snow. Is this a coincidence or uh do you think that Ludia thing is kind of hinting towards snow or you know, is it hinting towards two Indominus Rex or, or anything like that?
2: I think the game is just a coincidence, but I do mm-hmm. think Colin's gone for the snow, which is super exciting. And I think I've posted before either to you or to the interwebs of my snow thing with my old uh, computer game and how cool dinosaurs are in snow and how like that's an impactful thing in my brain. So I'm really, really, really excited if that's a thing that happens. Now, with this delay of the whole film, I know that it just happened to snow when they were filming that earlier. And it's just like, well, now what if it? we were in the summer, so we might not happen to snow. So if they write out the snow because of the virus thing, that'll be disappointing.
0: Oh, that would be that would be really disappointing. Um, I don't know if that'll be the case, but, you know, they could always fake it. But just how special was that when, you know, we, we see those images of them filming in the snow and you're like, oh, my God, wow, that really – that worked out well, I hope. I mean, who knows? Maybe it didn't look good on film, but um, I, I think that was snow. pretty – yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty awesome that it was actually snowing there. You, you know, you always see film sets with the fake snow throwers and stuff like that, the the foam or whatever it is. Um, uh, so I don't know, but that would really be a bummer if they did change it. I, I don't imagine they, or can't imagine they would. Um, also, kind of going back to that original question uh, from Jeremy, uh, I, know, I know I've heard talk about a lot of films uh removing instances of like major crowds and maybe like close contact kind of stuff so i don't know maybe maybe that's a thing in this in these movies that that could be affected i think uh you know they they could certainly just cg a massive crowd i don't think that's a big deal they could definitely do that um but yeah i don't know yeah so let's go ahead and move over so to another one. here. <laughs> let's move over to uh, – let's see. This is from Philip. This is a voicemail. I'm going to do from...
2: really good on this one. I promise. Right.
0: You, I, I think you will. Let's, let's, let's listen so. to what he has to say. This is from Philip. Hey, Brad and Jen. Uh,
8: hey. It's Philip calling again. Hopefully my voice is not as terrible in quality this time around. Uh, I finally got around to finishing The Evolution of Claire, and uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I haven't listened to the podcast that you guys must have done on it uh, because Ugh. I didn't want spoilers. Uh, so, yeah, I just want to know your thoughts on it, especially Jem's, considering how much she likes Claire. Uh, I love Claire, and I thought the, the book was great. I thought it gave a lot of insight into who she is as a person at the start of Jurassic World. Uh, and uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't read the book, but, like, is it just me, or was Justin a way better guy to Claire than Owen was, or is? Like, he was so much better. <laughs> like, I I think Owen's great, and he gives a lot of, uh, he he's there as a character to be that emotional connection for us to the dinosaurs, to Blue. But I thought Justin was a way better guy to Claire. Like, Owen makes these kind of, this kind of sexless remark once and like but seriously like just was a way better guy i thought it was awesome all the connections they made to uh sauna to the websites i thought it was great Mm -hmm. uh and also i want to figure out uh lovelace the Triceratops. mattel get on it uh hope you guys are doing well uh have a great day
2: I can do this one. This is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank goodness. That was the, in the right order. Um, okay. Well, I, I do love what we did in the podcast for this book. So I do recommend going back and finding that because I remember we had such great points. And we were we went on like really good tangents. So that was a really, really, really good episode. So this will probably be the shorthand of it's been well over almost two years since I've read the book. Oh my well, gosh, not almost. Yeah. Almost two years. Since I read the book and I have basically the memory of a flea. So I will try <laughs> to like remember what I liked. I do know that I liked the first, the beginning um, couple chapters. I loved one of my favorite things about Claire, as we all know, is the ambition and the drive and like the whole like stern businessy doing things sense thing. That's just awesome and like hardcore and you don't see that very often. I think in that way. And it was nailed in the first couple of chapters, her whole um, applying and the whole thing. I just loved it. Once they got to the Island, it got a little weird for me with the, with the, a little too fallen kingdom Claire. And we know how I feel about that one. So it was a little too much of that, but then by the end it was amazing. And, and I love the connection back to Jurassic world. And I think we talked about that. We would have liked to see you go a little bit further because the book promised like a pre. How how she got to Jurassic World kind of thing, and it did that, but then it's like it stopped maybe like two chapters before it should have. I I think it could have just went and connected just a, a little longer, but um, other than that, I don't really have any complaints. I I love the book. The first couple chapters and the last couple chapters are everything I wanted, and it it's great. And I'm all for like toys and things because I loved it. I love the book. I'm so glad the book was made. On her character, and I I, I don't know if they'll ever do another book again, but I just feel so lucky that we got that book, and and I loved it. And go back and listen to the podcast. I do think we had really, really, really good points, and not just this abridged version.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say uh, the pretty much the same thing. I don't really... Have a full grasp on on what exactly happened in the book anymore. It's been a while, um, so definitely please revisit that episode. I don't know what episode it was, um, but it's in there. Just search for it. Um, but I I also love the book. I I I find myself still just having that weird disconnect between the character um, in in all these movies and, and and the novel itself. So it's still a little weird for me. But I I really appreciated everything in the book, and especially the world building. Um, I loved like all the elements of Jurassic world that were kind of showcased, um, just the kind of day to day stuff. There was, a, I felt like there was a lot of day to day and that was really cool to see, you know, like just them going out with whatever Rangers or ACU, whoever it was, I forget who they went out with, but, um, just stuff like that. And, and I loved all that. Um, I love kind of like that connection to, Fallen Kingdom with the first time you (coughs) saw a dinosaur, stuff like that. Um, I'm looking through my notes that I have here, and apparently I I wrote some bullet points (laughs) up to Chapter 6, and then I completely stopped, or I stopped on Chapter 5. Looking through here, uh, I wrote, she's a survivor. Okay. Um, Valid. Yep, yep. (laughs) She, let's see doesn't really take risks okay interesting sure sure um oh when uh claire was 12 when hammond's dinosaurs were seen in i guess san diego so that that oh, was like yeah, a cool, was really that. cool point yeah yeah um tie, yeah ties to like the old world that's pretty cool um claire's closer with her dad yeah. um their family has a dog okay <laughs> Um oh wait, I like this great one. Great point. I know, these are really great. That's why I'm like reading this I'm like what is happening here? We're going into chapter 4 and and Claire wants to get cargo shorts for nublar That's what I wrote. <laughs> That's okay, what I wrote.
2: For a little more substance. I don't know when this chapter was, but I loved her conversation <laughs> um when she, I guess man I must remember I don't remember exactly what happened, but she got Maybe her application accepted or something, and she had that interview with Ms. Ronnie, or she was sitting at a yeah. table or something. That table discussion. Oh, and the ruthless part. As I, that's right, that's what I love. The the when he was all like trying to intimidate her and like make it sound like it's hard and difficult and she can't do, it. and she's like, well, maybe I am ruthless or something. And then the fearlessness of that, and just like the headstrongness. And then there was so many chapters where it was just like you could just feel her her passion in the pages and her desire to do something like really great and that she could do something really great and if anyone like doubted her she she got it like she had it she had she she's always going to get that cuz that's who she is and i love that that was done in the first couple chapters for sure and then we got all weird and then at the end it came back to that
0: yeah. Um I loved the all the like we, I know we mentioned it earlier but like the Mizrani stuff was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um the yeah. Dr Wu yeah. stuff was really awesome. Uh and oh he, he mentioned uh, Philip mentioned Justin, right? So oh, Justin was like I, I remember you know a big point of the novel was like this mystery and intrigue um and I you know I feel wasn't Justin kind of like you weren't really sure if you should trust him for a while but then You know, things kind of came to light and and you realized he was good. But I I kind of agree that like the ending kind of portion of that whole book from, you know, parts with Justin to the very end were kind of rushed. Um, But outside of that, I I I had a great time with it.
2: I felt like the middle part was fine, but it was just like, not a time waster, but a a time waster. Everything that kept happening, I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I don't really care about these other things. I get it. But then at the end, I'm just like, oh, I need so much more of this. This is because whenever she was like breaking, whenever, um, because I don't, I don't really care much about Justin one way or the other. Great for him to be there. But I know that then, that it needed a reason for her to be how she was. And, um, at the end, though, is whenever it finally got into that. And she was like, I guess she was sitting on a bench. And Ms. Ronnie came over or something. And our, the whole thing that was written that way and the whole way she acted. And her scenes, her bits with Miss Ronnie in that book were, like, fantastic. But especially the end there when he was kind of talking to her and kind of, I guess, offering her the job or whatever. And it, she, I, I just loved it. I loved you could really tell – that she was affected and everything. So I just sort of liked more in that state, like further on, just to see how exactly all of this really happened. Just a little bit more. It's it's just like two chapters short. It, it's so close. <laughs> you know, what so bugs close me. To
0: bugs me that there's not like uh you know an official audiobook for that one. Um, we have wow. you know the official you know you can download them on Audible for the other books, but not that one. Uh, big well, bummer. So I don't know what happened on- as far as.
2: Sorry. On um, if you if you go on my B H Network magazine plug, we interviewed Bryce or I interviewed her if she would ever want to do a um an audio book, and she would love to. She's just never been approached. So yeah, approach her. Come on, she would love to do it, and the I, world would love that.
0: I just think you know that's what I was going to say is I don't know if the sales really uh, demanded. An audiobook or something like that. I,
2: I demand. I don't know. It, Brad. I, oh, yes, I I,
0: that is, that is fair. I mean, I think most of us <laughs> would demand that. Should that. It should be. I, I
2: think the fandom would love it. I mean, I don't, again, I don't know the demand in general, of course, but I mean, how demanding are audiobooks anyway? People don't really, it's a niche. Not audiobooks for certain books are like niche unless they're worldwide, like Harry Potter, like known things. I and mean, there's not many books. I mean, books are hard to to get going um so in general i think a lot of people would like it i would like it
0: yeah Bryce would like
2: to do it there you go
0: i don't like really physically read books anymore i
2: i don't touch books brad (laughs) except this one this is the
0: only one i i only do the audible like stuff so i'll download a ton and i continually and i probably forgot again oh no it's it's the beginning of the month. I gotta cancel it. I have like so many extra credits with Audible that like I can't oh. I can't even buy enough books. There's not enough, there's like ah oh, it's it's ridiculous. So if if I if there was one for this, I would definitely download it and and it would give me more ability to reread this and and regain some of that knowledge. So I I just wish it was there. And I, I'm sh- I'm sure there's I, I think there's some fan iterations of it um out there, but um. I, yeah, I just want to hear it from Bryce because it, there's nothing like hearing like the character say those words. So, oh that, you can't really be, beat that.
2: Oh, that would be everything. That would be everything. But I feel like yeah. we've missed the ship. I feel like that ship has oh, sailed. Yeah. It should have um, sailed like or not sailed, but it should have came into dock like over a year ago. So, unfortunately yeah. and they never approached her. It, it,
0: yeah, it should have come out right with it, but like most Jurassic things they just don't have faith that's what it seems like you know it's it's just they're not, they're not putting enough money or or you know faith behind these products uh which is a huge bummer but um yeah. I wonder
2: I if, mean like oh go ahead
0: uh no I was just gonna say if like if they ever do expand this series whatever you know the evolution of of Owen or whatever that sounds great um if they did do <laughs> that maybe it would be like all right let's release the evolution of whoever with that person narrating it, and then we're gonna remind people about the evolution of Claire. If you guys missed it, check it out. Price did a voice whatever, uh, an audible track for that. So that that would be cool. Like a good way to reintroduce that novel for people who missed it. So
2: I yeah, know. I mean she she could have done like promotion for that and it would even later and it would have been great. Like even if they would have asked her and she would have been on another project or too busy to do it or it just wouldn't work out, fine. But they never even tried.
1: Yeah,
0: that's that's a huge bummer. And you know, she did the Lego uh Indominus Escape, which I know we talked about quite a bit, um, but then she wasn't a part of the other ones, right? It was just that one. Um
2: did she do two? Or is
0: it just one? I th- I thought it was
2: two.
0: I thought it was just the one. Maybe okay. Maybe did she maybe know. do? I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know for sure. But I don't think I don't she, she's not a part of the new series, right? But um, no, no. There was also the was, yeah. there was four episodes, and then they combined it into that one movie, right? Uh, the uh, the Indominus yeah. Escape, and then they did the Secret Exhibit, which was two episodes on NBC. I don't know. I maybe she was in that. I don't remember. But um. I know we didn't, like, treat it all that greatly or anything. We didn't, like, go at it like we did with the uh, evolution of – or whatever. Oh, my God, these names. The Indominus (laughs) Escape. (laughs) Too many names. Too many. Um, But, I yeah, I think I was talking about that actually the other day. I was, like, we were talking about the Indominus Escape and the fact that she was brought back and B.D. Wong was in there, uh, Jake Johnson, uh, Lauren Lapkus – I don't know. I forget if anybody else was in there, but you know, Chris Pratt was not back. So it's like what is the deal? What's the the you know, the contracts look like? Like what is the deal here? Why are why are we not getting these things? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I know, I, I I'm sure it's a money thing and a promo thing and and if they do have like the bigger names doing something like a voiceover going back to that or even the Lego thing, I guess they have to maybe promote it I don't know if they really do but I'm just thinking maybe that's like extra funds to promote it and then extra funds to pay for them and then all that stuff so it probably just gets messy
0: yeah I would assume so Um, today it's just like how how are you going to promote something I'm just going to send a tweet (laughs) you guys make (laughs) it up I'll send it or you know Chris Pratt (sighs) really does a lot of Instagram stories and stuff like that so you know that's always a thing I guess you could do
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's so impersonal. I'm not a fan of today's like social media promotion. I mean, it's nice to do. And it's, it's a nice thing. It's a nice addition. But really, you're right. It's just a copy paste. It's not personable. And it's not like, I don't know, I'm not really big fan of that, that new lazy promotion thing they could do now.
0: Yeah, I guess it is kind of passive, you know, if you just type it out or copy and paste it from what they told told you or told you what wow, man well, i can't talk right now what they tell you to write yeah i I don't know yeah. you know sentences they're hard
2: they are i can't do <laughs>
0: let's move but on to another much. one <laughs> we'll, we'll move on to another one where i can i have to read it so i don't know if it's gonna happen oh. but it, it might be messy here this is this is an email from ender and it says hey brad and jen uh I'm sticking to email format so my voice doesn't sound even more horrible. What's what is with everybody's voice sounding horrible? Did did people's voices <laughs> sound bad in the past? I know they did were very happen? high pitch. Wait, like
1: you guys don't like that now.
0: You guys making me read all these. Um and oh in in parentheses <laughs> sorry to make you read Brad. <laughs> <laughs> uh it says he knows Yeah, Uh, I was thinking of the We Survived party you mentioned many episodes ago, where everyone who survived the early (laughs) earlier movies has a get together. Then I thought, why don't we do our own? (laughs) So my question is, how do you plan the ultimate, or how would you plan the ultimate Jurassic Park party? Where is it? What treats or trinkets are there? How do you decorate, etc. Maybe once it's safe to do so, we could actually throw this party as a tie in with everyone who's been hashtag stay safe, stay Jurassic. Keep up the staying safe and Jurassic uh, ender. P.S. Jen, there will be a Lego set with Bumpy the Ankylosaurus. Oh,
2: yes! Yes! <laughs> Sorry, I'm excited. I love Bumpy. I I've Bumpy's been seeing awesome. him cop out a lot more and I've been seeing random people just kinda of post about him and I, I was is he available recently? Did he leak or something happened? Um
0: I think it came him. out in like Australia or or somewhere uh, else, maybe. I, I forget. But um okay. yeah, it's, it's been released somewhere and I don't know if it's like gonna hit here hopefully soon. I I don't know. Uh we'll see though. But I'm I yeah, I saw there wasn't any dinosaur. Is there a was it Bumpy? Um I mean, probably, um, but I know you were like really pumped about.
2: I am. I'm still all pumped. the bumpy
0: stuff, and if we pumped. get like, hopefully, we get a lot of merch for this show. I, like I said before, with the the faith issue, it's I don't know. We'll we'll have to see if they have any kind of faith with this this upcoming show. Um, yeah,
2: it's like they do it and then they or get really scared and then like, okay, well, maybe we won't do it like we wanted to. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll do it, but then not, not really. No, no, we're not, maybe we're not, not going to do it, it. Actually, no, it's not going to ever happen. <laughs> um, I do, yeah. I see, there's an ankylosaurus here. Um, is it bumpy though? It doesn't look anything like bumpy. It just looks like an ankylosaurus. Uh, no. It says it includes uh, baby dinosaurs. It includes the triceratops. And oh, oh, okay. All right, here's here it is. I guess this is this one here. This it's really tiny. Um, like, how small is that? That's smaller than a Lego figure. Like, the actual figure itself. It's tiny. Um, I guess that's bumpy. It just says baby, at least. I can't tell. The box Mm. is kind of blurry. Um, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for any kind of bumpy merch. (laughs) I
2: love, I love, I love bumpy. I'm excited too. I want to line my walls.
0: So, We're gonna have a, a we survive party. Is Bumpy just gonna be like plastered all over the walls? <laughs> he
2: he's the mascot. He is <laughs> I will dress up as Bumpy and support.
0: Okay. Well, That's you're, how you're, I
2: have a Jurassic party.
0: You're Bumpy. I'm upright Arlo. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness, upright Arlo. <laughs> uh, he has to
0: be at the party. I mean
2: It's perfect. Upright Arlo. You are A that's the abbreviation you <laughs>
0: oh gosh um, you're URA you're a you're a bump you're a bumpy
2: <laughs> I hope so um, <laughs> what else so in a Jurassic Park party <laughs> my mind immediately went to food Um okay I don't know what food you could do though.
0: So. <laughs> I love your mind instantly. Oh, you're like so hyped up. You're like, "Oh yeah, oh, my mind I got went one. straight to food, but I don't ha- I don't I, know what it would be."
2: I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So, um, make like little fossil cookies and crush up a lot of graham crackers and put them in a giant like box and then throw the oh. cookies in throw the crushed up graham crackers and you have to dig for fossils it's like bobbing for apples but wow. in a jurassic party
0: i can't imagine how many graham crackers you'd have to crush up for there to be hidden fossils a lot. that would be a lot you're gonna have a to lot. get a party just to crush graham crackers
2: the pre-party
0: <laughs> nobody survived that one so i guess the other party's canceled <laughs>
2: But how epic would that be to like go through Graham Crackers and find fossil cookies? (laughs) It's genius.
0: I I remember what was it that was the uh secret exhibit where Mizrani needed a new exhibit or something and he and he wanted cookies made or something. So ties in. It's perfect. Um (laughs) where would it be? Where is this party? Um
2: (laughs) Um Probably, like in Universal Studios,
0: that's a good point, yeah, so you know a lot of um a lot of Disney parks do these this thing where they'll shut down an attraction for the night and you get to actually like have a table dinner party, mm. I know they've done yeah. it in like great movie ride when it was there, <laughs> these are all oh. gone, great movie ride, Ellen's energy adventure, stuff oh. like that, um, but yeah, universal, if you're to do it in a jurassic. It would be kind of hard to do it there um, because there's like it's just water. So if you want to put on some waiters, I guess, and eat at a floating table, I guess that's fine. But I I definitely think like in the Discovery Center would be awesome, mm-hmm. right?
2: I'm just gonna say Discovery Center for sure.
0: That would be perfect. Or like honestly, just just set up a line of tables in the middle of the walkways outside. Uh-huh. That probably be even better because you're outdoors, said, you're in I the, the setting.
2: Good i was gonna say that like people yeah they do that They're, okay okay there's actually a picture for the vault that i don't know what to do with it but it's, i have it on my hard drive and it's like i don't know if it's the opening of the land or if someone was holding an event or something but um if i could find it i'll i could i'll send it to you so you could see but yeah it's a beautiful picture of like if you were to hold an event um in the what's i guess it's kind of gone now but that lakefront the lagoon front oh, area oh no, yeah it was. It's a beautiful setting, and then the tables are outside, and they go all the way to the inside too. It, it's perfect. It's exactly where we should have that party. But um, I'm just gonna look for that and yeah, talk that, about more party things while that. That.
0: that that front sent uh, the in front of the Discovery Center or what used to be there. Um, that would have been perfect. You're right on the water. Uh, you have the massive trees and the Discovery Center behind you. That would have been like the perfect backdrop for a party. So maybe we have to wait until this coaster's done. Um, it could maybe it'll be cool with the coaster zooming around. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's gonna be some raptor sound effects or something that'd be cool. Um, how you mentioned the treats. You you said the cookies. I mean, I don't know. They don't really have a lot of like themed food in the uh jurassic section there really it's just like burgers and stuff there's like a, a like a salad bar or something down the way um but uh i don't really want chilean sea bass like i i it just does not look very appetizing i want oh, something I've, like i've
2: had it on a cruise ship i ordered it on purpose
7: and
0: was so did I like, it pay I off like fish okay uh, it was
2: good i mean i i'm i fi- i'm a, like a baked fish human being so i Oh, smoky Oh, but man. um, I do. She's still alive. It's fine. Okay, good. <laughs> so I was like, "Is she? Is she okay?"
0: Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I I don't I don't mind fish. I'm I'm fine with that. But like, I I kind of like have the same reaction everybody in the movie did when they were looking down at their food. Like, oh, I'd be excited.
2: Ew. <laughs> I am totally so, the weirder that would be excited.
0: Oh wow, you're right. Okay. Yeah. This there's another
2: one. Oh outside my gosh. That I'm trying to find.
0: This is amazing. Like, this is exactly what oh, needed to happen it, here.
6: Isn't oh. it? Oh, so there, many. It, that's it's, that's honestly, the inside looks, one, though, right?
0: It looks like a wedding, like, reception or something. Yeah. How that cool is that? Like,
2: I don't know if it is a wedding or if it's just, like, an event or if it's, like, the opening or it is. Oh, yeah, that, that that's right. That's outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly what I wanted to show you. Okay, cool.
0: That is awesome. Um, right? That is the perfect right. venue right there. So we might have to use that. Um... But uh what else did he ask for? Um where did my notes go? Um Trinkets. <laughs> what kind of trinkets are there? Um I feel <laughs> like every there's gonna if you're gonna have that setting where it's like kind of like a wedding venue, um you gotta put like uh the the um oh my god, the snap squad. Like that's like your favorite to take home.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, not not to go off here, but we did have a somewhat Jurassic wedding and we did so, have a lot somewhat. of little trinkets and things. We set up a whole scene of um, on like the gift table, I guess. Yeah. We set up a whole scene with toys. And so you could do that. You could set up toys and, and things like that and settings and and um, what else do we do? We we had little had dinosaurs at every setting. At every, every
0: bar. Every setting.
2: Oh, the new the new bar. Sign,
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, we had the one dinosaurs rolled the earth sign. So there's like so many little trinket things, little touches you could do for sure. It would be awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, and we kind of already
0: – Yeah, we kind of already did have the ultimate Jurassic Park party. So it's <laughs> going to be hard to beat. So.
2: I tried. We tried. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that would be perfect to do. So the, the problem with the the We Survive party is – that nobody survives the We Survive party, so that's not what we want happening here. But I still, I I think about that We Survive party all the time because it's hilarious to me. Is that outside of Lockwood of Estate, they decide to throw a We Survive party and they invite everybody out there, and then the dinosaurs just rampage through there. <laughs> it's just so it's so terrible, Aww, but that's really uh, sad. yeah. But (laughs) let's move on to the next one here. So thank you, Ender. Uh, Where are my voice clips? This is from Rowan. What's going on, Rowan?
7: Rowan. Hey, Hey guys, this is Rowan here. Oh, uh, calling in the middle of, uh, April, uh, crazy time going on right now. We're all still shut down still. So, uh, just wanting to get your take on, um, you know, we know that the movie is the new movie, uh, Jurassic world dominion is on hold for being filmed. Um, and uh, just wanted to see what you guys thought about as far as I mean, I think we'll probably we're probably looking at a delay for when it will come out. I mean, I think that's probably inevitable, but I don't know. I, we'll see on that. But, but I'm more wondering is um this time where they don't get to film. Do you think that this will make the will make the movie worse or better? Um You know, is it? Is the delay making it harder for them to like work around people's schedules and will they have to cut things back or not be able to do things that they wanted to do? Um, or will it make it, give them more time to kind of go over the story, figure out if what they were going to make is actually what they want to make? Um, could it make it better? Um, I'm hoping it makes it better. Uh, but you never know, sitting around thinking about it for too much could make it worse. So uh, just uh, curious what you guys thought about that. So anyway, that's my take for this mailbag. So I will call you guys later. Thanks. Bye.
0: Thanks Rowan. Um, I know we touched on a lot of this kind of already um, as far as what could be changed, but if you, if you had to, well, it's kind of hard to guess, like, will will it be worse or better? Um, Hmm. But I mean, it's. Um, I don't know. I've, I think it could go either way. I mean, it really depends on what the studio wants to do, right? So wow. if the studio is like, let's keep our timetable, then yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be a worse movie. That's for sure. Um, if they're like, all right, let's, let's go ahead and bump it out to 2022, um, then I think we're fine. I don't, I don't think we have much to worry about. And maybe it is a better movie. Who knows? With that extra time Uh-oh. to think about it.
2: Well, I think I said this earlier in the podcast. I don't want a single thing changed. I want it to be exactly how it should have been and exactly how it would have been had they what had the a proper bad? filming schedule.
0: What? <laughs> what if it was bad?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I I want it how it was. I really do. Yeah, I don't yeah. want it to be even if it's bad, then that's just how it was. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I that's that. that's exactly I want, it, I want it how it was meant to be. Even if it's meant to be bad, I want it how it's meant to be. I, I just don't want it to get messed up. Everything exact I – need, I need that Isabella to stop growing and just stop it <laughs> so nothing changes because <laughs> I, I need it to be exactly the same. That's my it, wish, as close as possible. So not better or worse, exactly how it was.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I'm fine with that. Um, I hope that they put enough effort into it, and I'm sure they did. Because honestly, this is this is something that they've said for a while, and who knows if it's one hundred percent true. But Colin, you know, has said this is the movie he wants to make or wanted to make the entire time. So maybe right. this is not this is not necessarily about. Well, he's only been thinking about it since you know a year ago or something like that. I think you know this is a story he's been thinking about for five years, six years, however long, like a lot of years. Um, so I don't think we have much to worry about there I think they've probably fleshed it out it's just whether the the studios initially even before any of this happened like if they gave them enough time because you know there, there I feel like there has been rumblings about this being a huge movie and is it something you can cram into one movie so well, that's why I kind of talked about the the, the the dual movies you know setting up a sequel or you know a continuation right away um, so I don't know I I don't know if it's going to be any better or worse,
7: but
2: that's the only thing that I think I would be okay with. I mean, I, I do want it exactly the same, but if there's any changes, um, I guess splitting into two, since that was something I wanted way in the beginning anyway. So if that's just a product that happens with everything going on, um, I think I'm okay with that, but anything else like story-wise, unless they're redoing it to make it two, um, if it's still single and they change anything, I don't want that good or bad. I don't know. I just, I don't want it how it was unless there's two movies. Then that's different.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I just, I don't think it's going to be any worse. The only, like I said, if, if the studio is like, all right, we got, we got to keep this timeline then sure. But we've kind of been talking about it and it's, I don't know. It's, it's strange that they haven't announced anything just yet because I feel like so many films have announced their their moving and their their date shifts and stuff like that, but nothing yet from Jurassic. So maybe they're just waiting for Jurassic June to to kind of update us. And yeah. I mean, we've heard that potentially they're going to start filming in July, but I don't know how you know f- concrete that is. But uh, we'll see.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I I really have no clue what they're going to do. All
0: right. So thank you, Rowan. Let's move on here. This was a contact form submission from. Chance and it says uh Jurassic World game problem. Uh I don't know if I can help you with that. Uh let's see. <laughs> uh the message is Jurassic World has had little games since 2015, till now 2020, and they should make more. And are not uh all the time mobile games and not another park builder. Evolution was fun, but park builders start to get boring after a while. Clayton Fioriti made a video where uh, there should be a survival horror game for Jurassic World, and I agree. What are your thoughts? Okay, so that wasn't like I—I I th- I was like hmm. thinking this was going to be a question about like, hey, my my game's not starting or I, I don't know, how I it know keeps right? resetting. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's actually that's a legit question there. So yeah, I know a lot of the the mobile games have have been like park builders. There's been like two of those, I believe. There was like Jurassic Park and then Jurassic mm-hmm. World. They've continued on. I think they shut. One of those down? I forget. Yeah, they did. Um, I actually played
2: those. I, I'm not really big into that, but I did love the park builders, and I was really invested in the Jurassic Park one. So, yeah. And I couldn't really get into the Jurassic World one. And my Jurassic Park one was like, oh, my park was epic. I, I mean, I played it from the beginning. It was excellent. And then the World one, I I, I played like for a minute, and then I didn't care. But park, I was invested. Yeah. So when they got rid of park, like, I'm, I, I just don't have it in me to do it again. That just hurt. That hurt.
0: See, my problem is, I when I update my phone, I just like, I feel like I, I lose. All, you definitely like lose all that, right? Like, it doesn't transfer over. So, um, I,
2: isn't it? You I have a know. login, don't you? Yeah, but it, or... I feel like it
0: never actually like resets it right. But okay, um, mine, mine
2: it was You know fine. what my problem was? It was every update just was so large oh, that it just kept taking up space yeah. on my phone, and I couldn't fully download it without getting rid of stuff.
0: Yeah, that was a big problem. Um, and also even with the other game, which is actually different than these games, the, um, Jurassic World Alive, um, that's kind of like a nice, um, um, you know, breath of fresh air, but that also had that kind of issue where, you know, to load it, load the game, it took like a while, um, and I couldn't get it to load a lot, so, um, I like that game though, I don't know if you dove into that one too much, but that was fun, but I feel like with any kind of mobile game, I, I play them pretty hardcore for a while, and then I just stop. Um, yeah. and I don't know why I actually think back I'm like oh like the other day I actually was thinking about I was I was playing Mario Kart on my phone so much and then the other day I'm like oh my what what happened I stopped playing <laughs> you just forget. it forget I forgot <laughs> I completely forgot yeah, and I stopped playing it I've
2: done it. that <laughs> I've done that it's so, weird like why does that happen but I've done that
0: I don't know I have no clue and I I couldn't answer it I was like oh I, well, I'm not gonna go back to it now I guess but um, you just even forget though it's still it existed,
2: <laughs> and then one day you're like, "Oh, wait." Yeah, yeah.
0: Evolution uh, is still fun, but um, and I think they're kind of you can look at it a few ways. Like evolution, it's kind of like the same thing over and over again. So yes, it kind of does get tiresome, but they they have introduced a lot of DLCs and add ons and stuff like that to give you more dinosaurs and more things, more uh, campaigns and stuff like that. And I know you know some people like that but also some people think that like this all should have been included during the first path you know when you initially paid your 60 60 bucks or whatever it is um instead of paying another 20 and another 10 and another 15 whatever it is um so i, I do agree that that does tend to get boring after a while um but uh, I still like those games. I still like Park Builders. I, I love Roller Coaster Tycoon. I am still I still mm-hmm. play that game every now and then. That's a game I don't forget about. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back and play that because it's still fun. And it's from like 1998 you know, or something. Did you, I don't know, did you ever earlier. play
2: um, Sim Theme Park or uh, have no, Sim Theme Park? I don't think kind of I ever thing. did, No. Cause I, I had that was that was I loved that. I remember I got it for Christmas one year and I loved that game. I still loved that game, but um I had roller coaster tycoon and I just I had Sim Theme Park first. Then I went to Roller Coaster Tycoon because everyone was talking about it and I'm like, eh, this does it, this not's good. So then I went back and I still like Sim Theme Park, I don't even think works on um the Windows 10, but yet my dad somehow changes hardware and I I don't know, he knows computers, like ridiculous. And he changes my computer everything so i could still play same theme park it's like what 1994 or 1995 game
0: yeah it's such
2: a great one so yeah i've always been into those as well definitely
0: yeah and that's the thing like i can't help but compare jurassic world evolution to roller coaster tycoon which came out like around that time and i'm like that game is so old but yet has so many awesome features that i would like to see in this game from 2018 um but yeah i i i know he mentioned uh Clayton talked about a survival video game, and I think you know we've all been talking about that i think we i think we talked about it or i talked about it some episode um recently where i don't i don't i don't know i mean uh Jurassics is interesting weird dynamic for me where it is they are scary movies and they are you know somewhat violent at times but in the end, they're they're family movies where you know, family families can play these games and and watch these movies together. Um, so to have some sort of like, I don't know, a lot of people have been talking about shooter games and stuff like that. and I just I, I like like call of duty and stuff like that, but I don't really want that in my Jurassic game. so that's like a thing that I don't want at all. Like I don't want to be shooting dinosaurs makes zero sense to me. Um, because it's not Jurassic. There, there's never been an instance where I don't think there's been an instance where a dinosaur's been shot out and and killed. Um, right? Yeah. I don't think so. not, not so, that I know. About. Yeah. I mean, dinosaurs have been shot, like the Indominus and the T Rex, the buck, the, the you know the T Rex from the uh, Lost World, and probably some other instances I don't remember. But um, I don't I don't think that really speaks to the franchise is like blasting all these dinosaurs away and and you know, if you do it in like an inventive way, kind of like what the Jurassic park arcade game did with like ice rays and like weird stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's, it's, it pays off a little bit, but um, I guess like a horror style game, it sounds fun, but it also doesn't sound Jurassic as well because like I said, it's kind of like a family franchise and I don't know. I'm kind of like torn on what I would really want from a survival game. Um, if it's just me, like, trying to survive the island and get off the island and not really try to kill dinosaurs or anything like that, then sure, I'm all in. But what do do you think?
2: Um, I kind of feel like even if Jurassic were to do a survival game and to stay true to itself, I think it would be more along the lines of a puzzle survival game. Like, you're Mm -hmm. kind of... You're trying to survive the island, but you're not shooting anything. It's, It's not a free-for-all with guns and weapons and all the stuff it's more puzzles in a way if if, like you have to solve so many puzzles or solve so many levels of just strategy and like technique and 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 intelligence i guess to get through the different challenges to escape like i think they might do a survival like that but i don't see the park building is there like cup of tea that that's kind of working for them um with evolution and like everything but yeah I don't see them doing a full out like let's shoot everyone kind of thing i I just don't that's not i mean it's not very family friendly and and I know Jurassic is as much as we hate to admit it for kids now, i guess, so those kinds of games I don't know if they i would see them getting like a mass appeal to everyone that they're trying to appeal to,
6: yeah,
0: yeah because they can't really market it towards kids or whatever so I mean, I know the Jurassic World Evolution game is, I think it's rated T for teen, so if that's what they're aiming for, fine. That that, that would probably work. Um, you kind of talked about, like, the puzzle aspect of it, and that would be really cool um, if it was, like, an Uncharted game, which would be pretty epic, because Uncharted is, you know, one of my favorite games of all time, that that, that series of video games, where you're, you're essentially Indiana Jones in modern day. Um and in between all your treasure hunts and your your puzzles and stuff like that there there are many moments of just like endless villains where you just have to shoot them all um but i you know maybe if they combine kind of the story aspects of the legend of isla nublar and a survival game that would be kind of cool because like legend of isla nublar uh dives into like a treasure hunt on
5: mm-hmm. the
0: island so that could be kind of cool if maybe like you're a treasure seeker who heard about this and then Jurassic world broke out, right? That would be still kind of cool. If you're, you're on the Island, you're a park visitor and then the Indominus breaks out and you know, you were trying to find some puzzle pieces before that, but then all chaos goes loose and you're like, Oh, this is actually a better opportunity for me to find this treasure. Cause now everybody's out and, and you know, all over the place, but also dinosaurs are loose too. So you got to worry about that. Um, and that would be kind of cool, I guess. If you're trying mm-hmm. to do these puzzles and and find the treasure on Nublar, that would be interesting.
2: And, I mean, you, it, I think it would be kind of scary because you don't know where they're loose. So you don't know when they're going to jump out. You don't know what's going to happen. And it, you're just trying to finish your, your task. And I think it would be cool. I don't know.
0: Yeah, the only problem with with these games is like I'm comparing it in my mind to like like I said Uncharted, which gets very violent, and then The Last of Us, which has very awesome aspects of like traversing you know amazing scenery and stuff like that, but it's also very very violent. So uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what what kind of game you make without it being violent with dinosaurs, and and how do you get off that island without any kind of weaponry or anything like that? I don't know, but I know that everybody's pretty much done it in the movies, so it, it, I guess it works out somehow.
1: Hey, Jurassic fans. Jay Jurassic here. And I just want to say a few things uh, about uh, everything that's going on right now. Um, if... For the people that don't understand, um, this... These pro- protests aren't anything new. They're new right now for the sense that everybody's protesting, but... Um, the black community has been protesting something that they've been protesting since the 60s, and they're still doing it to this day. Um, racism runs rampant everywhere. Unfortunately, it is the other virus that's affecting the world. We have the coronavirus right now, um, making people sick, and, um, uh, we're losing loved ones to it, but we're also losing loved ones to racism. People are losing their lives to this. And it's it's become, it's it's something that it should not even be around. There's no point in being, there's no point for racism. We're all human beings. Why is it that one community, the black community, is feeling all this? It shouldn't be that way. I mean, to the people that never felt uh, racist uh, um, racism, you're lucky. Like you, that you never felt that before. You don't know what it don't know what it's like, and it, it is the worst feeling. I felt it throughout my life, being from a Hispanic background and being an immigrant in this country. Trust me, I've I've felt this before. But I've never, I've never felt it to the degree that um, the black community has, where they've, there is a history behind this. And I mean, I'm not getting into details on on here on the podcast about it, but it, you go go back, read history, find out how much the, um, the black community has suffered through this. So black lives matter. They definitely do. And we need to be behind this movement. We need to... Everyone needs to be behind this. They can't fight this alone. They've tried for so long and we never get anywhere. Racism should be eradicated. Should not be around. If anything, racism should be the one that's extinct. Because honestly what is it doing it is just creating divides between us and it's just it shouldn't be that way so honestly i i I don't want to keep going uh, um because i can talk all day about these issues like i have on my other social media platforms um but um honestly uh if you're if you're following uh, accounts and and just see how you can help, uh, read up on all the the issues that go along with this right now. Um, read up how you can help um, uh, with donations to uh, orga- organizations that help out the Black community. Um, just support. Some way, somehow. Go to the protests. uh, You know what I mean? Just don't... Just stand by and and let... Racism reign. It doesn't help any... It's not helping and it's... And it's wrong. Racism is completely... and Utterly wrong. And it's... And it shouldn't be... Something affecting us. There's enough problems in the world... That we have to deal with. There are enemies like uh, coronavirus and other things going on that we have to deal with. Than to deal with racism as something else to add on to our plate right now. It, it it, and it's not like it's anything new. That's that's the thing though. This is not new. This is just put on the forefront right now, and it should be on the forefront until it is completely extinct and I feel that if we all come together and we start change, we start really realizing um, how we're all the same then it'll be a step towards um, getting rid of it I'm sorry if I' been uh, getting if I got a little bit louder or whatever, but it is a very personal issue to me. And, you know. Alright, well, guys, um, there's a few words from me. I'm sorry if I sound tired too. I've been working all night. But, um, I know Brad's running a thing, um, thing for donations on our, on our platform. And, um, Black Lives Matters, guys. All right? All right.
0: Bye. Let's move on to our next one here, which is a voicemail from our buddy Caleb. What's going on, dude? Hey, Brad. Hey, Jen.
9: It's hey. Caleb Burnett. And I'm calling to ask you a very important question. Um, as both of you know, There's been a lot of debate over styles and designs in the Jurassic Park fandom lately on Twitter and otherwise. And so I have a style question for you both. Which Ian Malcolm hairstyle do you think is the best? (laughs) Is it the wild and curly crazy of Jurassic Park? Is it the slightly tamed curly crazy of the Lost World? Or the clean and neat organized court hairstyle of jurassic world fallen kingdom your answer to this is very important to the jurassic park fandom and especially me so i look forward to hearing your answer thank you guys for what you do you are awesome
2: (laughs) thank you wow i actually have to like check and compare and look because i don't i don't know i don't never pay attention
0: (laughs) I know you talk about Claire's hair a lot, so...
2: Yeah, I know. I'm a hair person. What's happening?
0: Yeah, come on. Ian Malcolm, no, I... his Claire hair... Luck. Yeah, his hair is, is like, drastically different throughout the different movies here. Um, the first one, like you said, very fluffy and big and and, and stuff like that. Um, kind of chaotic, if you will. And uh second one was a little bit more close-cropped and, and uh, you know, still kind of, you know, a little wild at times, but mostly... You know, mostly combed. Um, and then, yeah, Fallen Kingdom, he's just straight up, like, just combed over. Like, he's fine. Um, very different Malcolm hair. Um, but, yeah, what's the best one? Oh, man.
2: I'm looking at Fallen Kingdom now. I already looked at the other two, and I have a preference. But now i want to look at Fallen Kingdom really quick.
0: Well, I, I, while you're doing that, I think – honestly, I think this is tough, but – Jurassic Park he, Malcolm is is hmm. iconic right He is somebody you'll never forget you'll never um, you know, he's he's just iconic everything about his style his hair his his glasses his shirt being open at one point like everything about that e Malcolm is iconic um, but I, I feel like I like the second one the best like I like I like that like all the vibe that he's giving off the clothes everything I love that Malcolm a lot. Um, I don't know what it is specifically, but I just love The Lost World, Malcolm.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with that too. That was my choice. I looked at all three and examined carefully, thought it through. I'm going to go with Lost World too. Wow,
0: I wasn't sure if you'd like pick it or, you know – pick something else because you just don't like that one as much. But. Well, you
2: know, I don't discriminate <laughs> hair based on movie. So I, I all, I look past that and I just all look at the hair and I'm looking at it and I'm liking this better. And I think the outfit and yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, if we're,
0: what, what are we going to have next though? Like, cause like you said, you know, it's, it's very like kept, in, in Fallen Kingdom and he, and of course he's got the beard. What uh what's the next iteration of Dr. Ian Malcolm? Um I know I don't know. I, I kinda like his look that he's got going on now. Like without a beard. And I feel like that's probably the best way to go, to be honest, is the no beard, the big glasses, the gray hair, just kind of much more natural looking because it's very it's very combed in in fallen kingdom but i kind of like his like oh it's just awesome the vibe that he's got going now especially like with his disney plus series and all that i think it's perfect
2: <laughs> um i'm trying to remember what he looks like yeah yeah i you know what i i kind of like it because it it's it's it yeah i i don't want i want it to be different because now i didn't notice that they were all different and they are <laughs> distinctively different so yeah I, oh, i'm yeah. like i want the new one new one yeah different
0: yeah, and I mean, who knows what he's going to get into. So, like, it's got to get messed up. It's got to get messed up. There's a yeah, promo here. What is this? This promo for, like, the, for Jurassic World Evolution. I don't know what it is, but it's, uh, he's wearing, like, straight up, like, leather jacket, like, black, black rims and awesome hair. Like, he's just the most stylish dude you'd ever see. He's awesome.
2: He just is that way. Like I purple shirt, and he's just nuts, and it's great. He's always (laughs) like eating and always drinking. Like yes,
0: he has to have something. So, in summation, the Lost World Ian Malcolm is the best Ian Malcolm, despite cultural relevance, because like nobody thinks about nobody thinks about Lost World Malcolm when they envision Malcolm, right? Like even all the Mattel stuff, like they've they've created two toys of him. They've been the uh Jurassic Park Malcolm, but I feel like if they made the, if they made like a Lost World Malcolm, they'd have a easier time making that toy. They should do that. I don't know why they haven't yet. But um I don't know. I'd love to see that Lost World Malcolm take taken advantage of a little bit more.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'm on it. I'm on board with that.
0: Alright. <laughs> I'm not Let's move over to – what is this one? This is from our our contact form on our website. It comes from Andrew, and it says, Rexy's design. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. It says, hi, guys. Uh (laughs) First off, I wanted to say I love the podcast. This is my go-to for everything Jurassic Park slash world. In the podcast where you discuss Rexy's design, you mentioned that there is nowhere in the movies – nowhere in the movies do they say it's the same T-Rex. However, I believe in Fallen Kingdom when Franklin asks uh, the T-Rex – is dead though right yeah zia mentions that it may have lived for 30 plus years given proper treatment and care this implies that it's the same t-rex from the first movie also given the scars along its face can be gathered that it was the raptor attack at the end of the first film being 33 years old i saw um i saw jurassic park in theaters on the opening weekend and it was such a life-changing experience when grant shouts hey to the rex to rexy (laughs) it looked like a real dinosaur in fact, all the dinosaurs looked so real that it transported me from my seat opening weekend right there next to Lex or Tim in the car. Honestly, to me it doesn't matter what the movie or, or it doesn't matter that the movie slightly changed the design from movie to movie or even scene to scene. To me Rexy was my favorite as a kid and now she's the most beautiful thing I ever saw. I'm just <laughs> I'm just happy to see her and I can share my experience with my daughter albeit when she's old enough. Thanks again, Andrew. I, I kind of agree with that entire sentiment there um, about – I mean, I said that in the episode. I think it was with Aaron. And uh, I just said, like, I don't care. Like, that is the Rex to me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, des- design changes have literally been happening all Since Jurassic Park, in every scene, it seems like she looks a little different. um, Between the animatronic and the CG version, she looks different. Um, And then it continues because throughout the Jurassic World series, she looks different from scene to scene. So you don't really know what you're going to get. And I'm okay with that because they're at least consistent with it, you know? (laughs) They're consistent with their inconsistency.
2: That's fine. I am always that way, so I can identify. Um, (laughs) See, I, I would be crushed if it's not the same t-rex and just when hearing that message there that it might possibly not be or not got official confirm or whatever i would be crushed so in my brain that's always the same t-rex i don't care what what it looks like i don't care how many i do love the jurassic park t-rex the best i'll say that that design but i don't care how it changes that is my t-rex forever and it's it's the same one it's not changing so
0: yeah um, i mean there is um that we were kind of debating in the episode. I I thought for sure there was a part where somebody said something about the Rex being a certain age or something, and and then like I I, I we couldn't find it. Couldn't figure out where it was. And and I, I guess maybe it's not in there. I don't remember. Um, actually, I, I pulled up the audio here, so we should be able to hear from that scene that he was talking about in *Fallen Kingdom*. So let's let's go ahead and listen to they're in the um, truck as they're kind of going through the park um, in Fallen Kingdom
8: here's some Bugsbury spray.
7: the T-Rex would be dead by now right
2: no it's impossible to know the max lifespan of a clone in a completely different environment take a caveman that would have lived 20 years feed him prime meals give him health care he's gonna live five times as long
8: Oh, she'd be dead by now,
0: right? So, again, that's not necessarily confirmation, but it is—it is an implication, right? Like it is saying, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this is <clears throat> the thing, you know. I, I um, would say, yeah, and I—I I think it's common knowledge, and specifically the. Um, the scars like that that's that's the given right there like the fact that the scars are on the face from the first movie it, it, it it's the same one there shouldn't be any kind of debate over that um i don't know um apparently there is and uh and the fact that we were we were talking about the design i know i don't know if you were paying attention to all that or not but like there was huge debates on on the the community or in the community about yeah. the design choices and stuff like that, and. Um it, it's rough but like I think it comes down to the fact that like and I think Tom backed us up with this it's like it's the artist's choice and that's the way it's going to be is is how the artist kind of it, it feels inspired and designs it from that point um I think I compared it to animated shows um specifically in Star Wars where you know you'll t- you'll have a character who is maybe live action brought into an animated show and it's still canon And they choose to portray it differently or even a second animated show where they take another character from a different animated show and portray a little bit differently there, too. So it's all up to the artist at that point, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I know I did see that huge blowout. I mean, I wasn't involved or nothing, but I did see it here and there. And it lasted a good amount of time. And that was nuts. I mean, I didn't realize that like that much pent up anger is in people from design changes it really doesn't bother me it's more the story I mean I have preferences on the t-rex obviously but if it doesn't if every t-rex doesn't look how my preference is that's totally fine just so it's the story holds up and I mean I can suspend belief if like one little thing is not the same so I don't know it is an artistic thing I'm fine with it I don't care just so the same story wise
0: I yeah see I have preferences when it comes to like scene to scene portrayals um we talked about like there's a shot where it's just like after the battle and like Rex Rexy and Blue are kind of staring at each other and there's just a horrible framing of the Rex and it's it's not the design it's just the the way it's portrayed and the way it's shot whatever the case may be um because it just looks atrocious and then <laughs> the same thing goes mm-hmm. for like Fallen Kingdom where they're trying to crammer into the crate It just looks, it's really bad, bad, poorly done. Like, I don't like that at all. But that's not really a design choice. It's just badly, uh, just done poorly, I guess. I don't know. Um, But it's not like the design choice. I know a lot of people are taking issue with like the jawline and the eye cavity and and different stuff like that. But that stuff doesn't bother me at all.
2: Yeah, nah, I don't care. (laughs)
0: There you go. Uh, thank you. Uh, that was from Andrew, right? Yep. Um, let's move over to to another voicemail here from Yaroslav. Uh, what's going on, dude?
9: Hey, Jed, Bren, this is oh. uh, Yaroslav. What? 428 Uh, just calling <laughs> to uh, see how you guys are doing. Um, hopefully, you guys are being uh, safe and healthy. Um, you know, it's tough times. You know, it's so a little bit longer than we we're hoping. <laughs> But, um, you know, just stay positive. Um, yeah, just, you know, I'm sure you guys are gonna get a lot of questions about the delay for the film, you know, um, and what you guys, uh, are expecting to follow with that. Um, but yeah, you know, um, just want to see how you guys are doing. You know, hopefully you guys are still, um, keeping busy with Jurassic stuff and, um you know get some good content out there i know you guys always do you know just so we can you know keep up our spirits and um yeah hopefully uh i will uh call next time and (laughs) come up with something better to talk about but um yeah i just uh hope you guys are doing well and uh keep up the good work as always okay all right bye (laughs) i
0: I feel like he called literally just to To call us by the wrong names and then didn't know what else to say.
6: (laughs) Did you catch that in the
0: beginning? (laughs) (laughs) I got to play that beginning again.
9: Hey, Chad, (laughs) Bren.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Oh, that's like, that's, that's the, the mailbag kind of like narrowed down to like one thing right there. And it's about right. I
2: mean, if people are surviving the mailbag this long, this is the content that you deserve. (laughs)
0: Oh, but, yeah, I mean, we've been we've been trying to do our best as far as, like, doing content. And I, I've i kind of, like, thought, oh, I'll have loads of time to do stuff. But it's kind of been, like, the opposite. So yeah. I, I've done, you know, as much as I can. But, uh, yeah, we're trying to, you know, stay positive for everybody. Sometimes it's tough. But uh, I think we've done a good job of it, hopefully.
2: Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. Like, you really think you're going to have so much time. And then you're like, oh, my goodness, I have less time. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't know how time works at all I don't anymore. either.
2: I don't either. It's a weird thing.
0: No clue what day it is. Um, nope. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: thank you, dude. Uh, let's move over to another contact form submission from Brian. And it says the subject is Zara. And the message is there are a lot of people who think that Zara's death in Jurassic World was too violent, cruel, gratuitous, and went on for too long, especially since she didn't do anything wrong. What are your thoughts about it? Ooh, I like oh, this question.
2: I have a new thought. I have a, a new I, we one. always do the same thing. So I have yeah. something original. I have something okay. original. Okay. Original so thoughts. just. So just like a few weeks ago, maybe just last week, I don't know time. I don't know when it was. <laughs> but me and Josh watched the new the new Child's Play movie that we're a little late. That's like a year old now. But we watched the new Child's Play. And I noticed that they were going out of their way to make you dislike a character before they died. Like there's one innocent death but that came later on. But early on, like the first two deaths, I think at least the first two, were – Like they they specifically went out of their way, like to a point where I've been told Josh, I'm like, this is like a response to the Zara stuff because they were just like putting it in your face so bad to hate certain characters like minutes before they were going to die if you didn't already hate them. And it was just so like in your face. And it kind of took me out of it.
0: Yeah. I have not seen that one, but. um...
2: I recommend it. I do. Do it. Have
0: I seen any of those movies? I don't know.
2: Can you just jump into this one? Okay, it's, it's really different. I've never seen any of them except Bride of Chucky. Don't ask me why. That's the only one I've ever seen, and I was really, <laughs> I really liked it when I was a kid. It must have been like in that age range. It came out probably when Maybe. I was like the age yeah. to see it. But, Maybe I have seen um, that. I don't know. Yeah, it's the only one that I care about. I never saw the original, but this one, you don't, you don't need. It's so different, and it's pretty innovative. And I, I, I do recommend it.
0: Yeah, I I don't have any new takes, though. Um, I think my take always comes down to the fact that you don't have to do anything wrong. Like, you literally don't have to do anything wrong. Like, that doesn't matter. Yes, they did kind of do what you're talking about in in a very, very slight way, where they just made her, you know, annoying to the characters in the film, right? The kids were kind of annoyed by her, I guess. Um, Didn't want to listen to her or whatever, so they just, like, ran off and... And they showcase her not necessarily paying attention and being distracted with planning. Uh, she was like planning a wedding or something. I don't know. Um, was is that what she was doing? I, did I make that up? I
2: um, think so, or a shower, <laughs> or something. something.
0: Planning something, um, but uh, you know, so they they try to make her seem like you know you're just apathetic towards her, you're like you just don't care about her because she's she doesn't care about what's happening. Um, but that's it. Like she doesn't do anything wrong, and that's fine. Dinosaurs don't care what you right. do. Dinosaurs aren't like, oh, that guy looks like a bad guy. Maybe I should go ahead and eat him. Roar, bite, chomp. Uh, that doesn't yeah. happen. Um, so let's start from the beginning here. Was it too violent? No, no, I don't think so. No, um, no. no, was it was it cruel? Yeah, no, sure. I think so. I mean, sure. <laughs>
6: Why not, no. though? <laughs> it's I mean,
2: dinosaurs. They don't care.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's cruel, sure. Anybody that dies from a dinosaur is probably <laughs> going to be cruel. Like, it's like, ugh. Oh, well, I mean, man. The, the
2: dinosaur didn't have, like, an emotion to, like, make it cruel. I guess. I mean, <laughs> no, it's a no. cruel way to die, <laughs> I guess. But...
0: Yeah, I mean, like, when you're, when you're ultimately sitting back and you're like, you know, she didn't deserve it. That's cruel. That's a cruel way to go, you know? <sighs> she, sure. Gratuitous. I mean, maybe, but like, who cares? It's a dinosaur movie. People are gonna get eaten all the time. Like that's that's the point, right? I mean, that's the way I see it at least. you know, go back to Jurassic Park. Um, what, is there anything gratuitous or cruel or violent in that movie, uh, or something that went on for too long? Probably not, you can't really say that maybe something went on for too long. Um, maybe the only one could be like the initial death of, uh, of Joffrey, right? With the raptor in the beginning of the movie. That went on for quite a while. Maybe, I don't know, I'd like to time that and line it up with Zara, see how long they went on together. Um, uh, let's see, Dennis was kind of quick. Um, uh, Muldoon was was kind of gratuitous in a way, but yeah i don't know i mean the the most violent and cruel and gratuitous was definitely um Eddie Carr from the lost world, and that's still i think the most violent one of all of them so i don't I just don't understand the um negativity and no. it's mostly i mostly see it from people who are maybe casual fans i guess i don't know um I do see it from within the fandom too but I, I do see a lot of this, like, uh, commentary online that doesn't necessarily come from people within our circles of, you know, maybe even somebody who listens to this. But, like, people will be talking about Jurassic World just randomly, some celebrity or something. Somebody will comment under there, oh, I, could, I couldn't I could watch that after that girl was taken and drowned and thrown in the water. I'm like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I, I hate that. um. I we all know my opinion on it. I am agreeing with you completely that it it, it dinosaurs don't care who you are, what you've done, what your life is. It's like a tiger wouldn't care, and a wild animal wouldn't care. It's just how it is. And I mean, I I and that, that in that Chucky movie, it just took me out of the film so much because it was just so obvious. They are forcing it in your face. And it's just, and at that point, it just got boring because it's like, okay, whoever they're villainizing right now is going to die next. Like, it was just such a pattern. And it, it, I'm thinking this is like a, a response to, to the Zara stuff. It, it Don't do it. Like, it takes the suspense away from the movies. It just comes predictable. It's just, it's dumb. No. Yeah. I'm fully opposed. I want more organic stuff.
0: Yeah. It was more organic. Like, yeah, they set it up slightly, but you didn't expect it to go that hard for sure. Um, I think when you look back at people who deserved it, um, they're also obvious, right? Like Dennis Nedry, somebody who deserves it. Um, mm-hmm. Muldoon didn't deserve it, but he got it anyway. Um, Ray Arnold didn't deserve it. Uh, Eddie Carr didn't deserve it. Um, but in in Lost World, like Dieter Stark, he's a guy that's uh, like terrible from his very you know introduction. So you're like, yeah, he definitely deserves it. So it goes back and forth. Not everybody deserves it, but some people do.
2: Yeah, but when you go out of your way, I mean, it's, it's just so obvious and just so – I'm like, oh, that's awful. It was just yeah. – that was – like. I mean, not to – the movie was good. I still recommend it. But those parts, I just kind of rolled my eyes on. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, thank you, Brian. Um, let us know what you think. I'd like to know what you think because you kind of like let us do our own thing there. What are our thoughts? But uh, I'd like to know yours. So let us know. Um, moving on here to the next voicemail. I don't know who this is from. So, let's take a listen.
1: you Park Podcast, Emily. I'm from Mexico, and I have
0: two questions.
1: So, what do you think about the Kenner versus Mattel line? What are the best goals and uh, wickets, both and both lines? And what do you think of them, obviously? Um, what do you think about how they do dinosaurs that are in the movies but are in the storyline? what do you think about that? Should they stay accurate to the movies, or should they stay, or should they have a diversity on the turban? Uh So, that's my questions. Thank you so much for your attention, and stay safe. Stay dressed. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Uh, sorry, I just, I didn't catch the name, but uh, I believe the person was from Mexico, so, awesome. Um, And, uh, yeah. Kenner versus Mattel. That's always a a really, really interesting question. Um,
2: especially since Mattel like stepped up their game here recently with, and they keep stepping up their game.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mattel, I really think has made the, the most, like the, I feel like the most amount of stuff first off, um, and I just think that they've done such quality work. Um, it, it's different. Like it, the, the two lines are very, very different. Um, the scale is a little bit different. I feel like Kenner uh, didn't really care about scale all that much. Um, so I really, really appreciate what Mattel has done in terms of scale. Um, but I do I do love like those Mattel to- uh, Kenner toys from the past and you know, stuff like the real feel and, and, and stuff, but they were never accurate to anything that was from the movies, really, except for, like, a few of them. There was, like, some accuracy, but um, I feel like the the Mattel stuff has been really mostly accurate. Um, sure, some of the, the paint jobs and stuff like that on the uh, Velociraptors for the attack packs are kind of not good whatsoever. Um, they don't really reflect the counterparts in the film. Um, I think they've stepped it up with the Amber collection. I think, like, those look beautiful, and at least with Blue and, and uh, Charlie, yeah, uh, they reflect the the film counterparts. They're, they're starting to get it right with the smaller, like, uh, attack packs and uh, whatever the other names are, Um but yeah, it's it's like going to be a question that I think we're going to debate for a while, and and the nostalgia has a huge factor in the Kenner stuff, so it's almost impossible to beat nostalgia at this point. But um, I think Mattel has done some of the best stuff we'll, we're we're going to ever see for Jurassic. So.
6: Yeah, at
2: least like the most range, like there's kind of something for everybody and every almost every dinosaur that you'd kind of be interested in you for some of them, you just don't even have one choice. You have multiple choices, multiple sizes, multiple packs. There's a whole lot of options because even with Josh and his Mosasaurus, I mean, there's not like a crazy amount of Mosasaurus stuff, but there's multiple things because he he got the the whole even like the little play pack thing with the dead Indominus and the submarine pack like that's even that's even a thing a whole scene which i don't know if you've ever seen that or if you have that but the dead indominus is really cool he's really cool
0: i have it right there actually right above my mosasaurus from that pack and that yeah it came with the um submarine and stuff like that that's amazing stuff and sure you know we haven't really reached the levels of creativity i guess of the original original lines um Certainly in regards to vehicles and um, play sets and humans and stuff like that, those aspects are, you know, definitely better. But the dinosaurs, I think the dinosaurs are way better from Mattel. And like you said, there is such a range and wealth of stuff that you just can't go wrong. Like there's so much stuff out there. Um, and, you know, the, the question about, like, should things be accurate to the films and, or not um, – I, you know, I, I I like things to be accurate. If you're going to portray, you know, a dinosaur from the movie, be accurate. But if you if you're not, if you're going to create some other variant or whatever, do whatever you want. Like go crazy, go wild with it. Like I don't care. Um, I don't necessarily love some of the wild choices, but other ones I I really do. Like I didn't think I was going to love the Sukumimus, but I love that, and I love that you get a dinosaur that's not featured in the movies. Um, it's different looking than the rendering that we have on like the jurassic world website that it says it's involved in the park but like we don't see it um but i love the the iteration that we have from the mattel toys so yeah i don't know i love that mattel is branching out into all these weird areas and and giving us dinosaurs and reptiles and all kinds of weird stuff that i never even Mm -hmm. would have thought of you know and i love Um, that um
2: I mean, I'm all about like going out of the box, doing some different, making different versions and all that. But as long as there's at least one version that stays true to the film, um, so you can get that one dinosaur that you want in the film. If as long as at least one of everything is out there, then they they can go crazy with anything after that. That's totally fine with me. But I think you should have the option to at least have um as close to the films as possible, at least once in one round.
0: Yeah. I think they, they got it really close um, with their initial lines. And then right. I think they got it even closer with their next set, you know, the Dino Rivals stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we're in our third iteration with Primal Attack. And this this line is definitely going a different direction in terms of, like, believability and, and comparison-wise. Like, it's definitely a bit cartoonier, and I think that's going to pay off in terms of, like, maybe being a part of, like, this overall Camp Cretaceous wave. Um So I think it's kind of leaning towards that direction now. Um, And that's cool. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier. Uh, Somebody mentioned the hybrid, uh, Dino hybrid line. Like, that was not anything that really paid off from the films or anything. It was kind of uh, regarded in the Lego short for some reason. Um, But um, I kind of like that. I kind of like that weird, crazy stuff. It's not always for me, but I I appreciate that they – branch out and do different things the chaos effect stuff wasn't really for me but i know a lot of people that absolutely love it so Mm -hmm. yeah um
1: that's the
2: variety the variety is important
0: yeah so thank you uh let's move on to our next one this is from veronica hey veronica what's going
1: on
4: Hey, Brad and Jen. It's Veronica. Um, I hope you guys are well during this quarantine. And Jen, if I didn't congratulate you on social media, I'd like to congratulate you on becoming a mother. And I wish you many happy things during this journey of motherhood. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Hope you guys are good. Anyways, um, I had just a quick question for you guys. Um, I know with all of this stuff... Everything has been stalled. But I'm assuming plot-wise of Domination, there's stuff coming up. And I just wanted to ask you guys what you thought the Golden Trio, what their purpose is going to be. Like, what do you think you see Ian Malcolm, Alan Grant, and Dr. Sattler doing in this upcoming movie? Like, do you think they're going to be, like, a big thing? Or are they just going to be kind of, like pushed aside, Do you think ideals and new generation and old generation are going to butt heads on the existence of the dinosaurs? Like, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And if you guys had any, you know, clue or what your theories were on about the golden trio. So, yeah. Um, hope you guys are still well. Um, please stay safe. Please stay home. Obviously, you know that, but, um, I can't wait till you everyone can just do normal things again. Anyways, wishing you all well, and I'll talk to you soon. And if I didn't say my name at the beginning, this is Veronica. Okay,
0: <laughs> bye. <laughs> oh, come on, Veronica. We know it's you. You didn't have to say your name. Um, but, yeah, uh, what do you think? I know we've talked um, about – do you have any yeah. new takes? Because we've talked about what we new think takes. that they're going to do. Um, um, it's been a while. Do you have anything new? In regards to that, I
2: don't know if I had anything new. I don't. I don't remember what I, I said because, um, I'm I'm gonna do my quick take just like with evolution of Claire, where I'm at on my brain cell with that, and that would be I like the idea. This might be an evolution of where we were before, but I like the idea of the three almost being the villain of the story, kind of like a foil for Owen and Claire's plan, and then you're kind of torn of, who are you gonna support? Who do you like? And then they're kind of you're kind of on board with what Owen and Claire are doing but then they come in and just are so against it and I I love the bumping of heads between the two generations I guess they are now but between those two and then them like I said before like just kind of being their the villain in a way
0: you know uh, I I wonder despite an attempt to make them the villain how much will you believe it? If, say, for instance, they do that. Are you going to side okay. with? And, and you're an interesting one, I think. Ask because you uh-huh. really have strong ties to Claire and mm-hmm. and stuff. So, will you see them as a villain, even if they if they set them up that way, um, pit them against our our new characters? Will they be a villain or no?
2: See, here's where maybe villain is not the best word. Um, just really s- strong opinionated- antagonist. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like, really strong, opinionated people that come from a background that we know and, and they have nostalgic ties that we are also tied to. But then we also have ties to the new movies. Like, we, we've we been invested in them for, like, 10 years by the time this is all over. So we've, we're invested in both. And I, I think, I I want th- I'm going to guess, that the audience, I guess, maybe will have strong ties to both sides and they can understand both sides. And you might just get really good character development conflict and and they might you know what the original three might not even be intentional villains though it's just be their strong opinions and what they're doing and it's just happens to foil and go against everything that the new set is trying to solve and do so maybe not like a dr Wu kind of villain or a mills villain or, or turn them into villains per se it might not been the best word but more just um a, a, a battle of strong opinions that just kind of happens. To be like foiling each other and like villains of each other. It's kind of like maybe a surprise reveal of, oh, that's who's been ruining whatever they're trying to do or something like that.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting if there was like some sort of reveal or something that we just didn't realize was happening. But um, yeah, I, I think that's probably going to take place as far as, um, you know, being anti- antagonistic to the heroes of today. Um, I think that has to to probably happen right i mean everybody's going to be uh they're going to come with their their backstory right i, I would assume that they're not going to like forget that stuff happened um so uh, you know i feel like even ian malcolm he came with his 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 backstory intact like he he was antagonistic to yeah. the the main plot here like he was the guy saying uh let na- nature take its course uh yeah, let he them, didn't let them go the way anybody. of the dinosaurs
2: What's he that? Had no scenes with anybody. I, I need, like, face-to-face, strong sure. <laughs> opinion, like, actual scene interaction.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's fair, too. I mean, we definitely absolutely need that. But, like, when, when it came down to it, he was against what Claire wanted to do because all well, she yeah. wanted to do was save them. So um, I, I think – no matter what happens, so I don't think there's going to be a change of mind. I, I, I laugh when I say that because, yeah, I guess they kind of did that with Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom um, with Claire and all that. But um, <laughs> there could be a change of mind. Maybe he's like, oh, dinosaurs on the mainland are a great idea. <laughs> I I just cannot hear any of them. Maybe, right. maybe Ellie, Ellie is the only one I can kind of see not being so um, – um, harsh I guess towards I don't know them because- in
2: Jurassic 3 I mean she was pretty pretty adamant about that about hating all of it
0: was she I, I mean I feel like she was I think she was intrigued a lot and um, I don't know maybe she would be but um,
2: well I don't know I feel well, like I she was more a, intrigued in that thought.
0: movie um,
2: um, what was my thought I did have a thought it was floating around so,
0: I, I don't really want to touch on it too much, but it, and who knows the validity of it still, but, um, there was that synopsis that went out. Kind mm-hmm. do you remember the synopsis for the, for I, Dominion?
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I, I vaguely remember it vaguely.
0: So, I mean, it, it uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I can't really talk about it, I guess. I don't want to, like, spoil it just in case people didn't read it. But um, I could see that happening, whatever was in there, I guess. Um, I think after what happened in Jurassic Park 3, you have Ellen and Ellie tied together again. Um, Maybe not necessarily, like, you know, relationship-wise. Like, I don't, I, I really don't, I hope they at least, like, give some backstory as to, like, where they are, where they stand right now. um, And not necessarily just be like, oh, they're together. Let's forget everything that happened in the past. Um, I don't want that to happen. Um, But I could see them after the events of Jurassic Park 3, um, you know, becoming closer again, um, you know, working together maybe. Um, And then Malcolm, he's always kind of like a a lone wolf, right? Like, he... He doesn't even have like family ties <laughs> barely. Um, so I could see him being a lone wolf wolf doing his own thing. But I definitely want them pit against each other. Um mm-hmm. but not to the point of like arguing and, and getting into big fights and stuff like that, or or really, you know, disliking each other. I just I want to see Owen and and Grant like disagree, but like more comedically and just kind of like see them butt heads that's all like i really have
2: want. a tension i guess i like got even a light tension but some kind yeah. of yeah light tension. light
0: tension yeah kind of like what malcolm and, and grant had in the first movie mm-hmm. there was a bit of tension there but nothing like too serious it was kind of like jokey um so i'd kind of like to see that with owen too and w- we had... all know how tied i am to owen and him dying <laughs> so i definitely no. that
2: <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, my thought did come back. I don't know how relevant it is where we went in the conversation, but I'm, I'll say it anyway. Um, one thing that I really like about it is that our Owen and Claire have um, such strong opinions about what they lived through in Jurassic world. And they, they did live through that and they're still living through the consequences now, but they have rightly so very strong, strong opinions and close to that with them. And then the main three have kind of been so away from it for so long but yet they will always share what happened in Dress the Park and have strong opinions and life experience about that. And so both sides just have such strong opinions about what they experienced mm-hmm. that I just think if you put that in the same room it's not even a matter of just opinion itself it's just a matter of like what you your personal feelings and your your personal how you're handling that continued trauma, probably, and how you're dealing with the aftermath still. Because I'm sure that the three never really can live fully normal lives. I mean, you never know. But especially with Jurassic World coming out and that park opening, I wonder how that affected them. If media came asking what they think about the park. Like, I wonder if we'll ever get any shout outs about when the park opened and what, what the original three thought of that and thought of what Claire was doing and thought of that whole scenario. So there's just, there's literally a generational divide and they both experienced such strong things with that. So I'm really curious to see how that will react in the same room.
0: Yeah. I, I, they do have strong reactions and thoughts. uh, The old cast for sure. Um, But like, Total, total time, and I, I don't think that really necessarily impacts you differently. Like you have a traumatic situation; it's going to be traumatic no matter what, and you're going to always remember it. But like, yeah, Grant and and Ellie, maybe Max have like four. No, he Grant has like maybe four days worth of experience, right, with these dinosaurs outside of his dig dig site stuff. Yeah. He was on the first island for maybe like two days. Max, you know, not even. Um, it was kind of just like overnight and then Malcolm, same thing, like overnight. Um, but then the, you know, Malcolm has another overnight or two days or however many in lost world. So it's not, not a whole lot of time, but yet Owen and Claire have 10 years pretty much like maybe, maybe a little less for Owen, depending on when he came in. If it was 2012, I don't know. Um, I think that's what the Lego series says, right? I don't know if it says anywhere else, does it?
2: Oh, I don't
0: know. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, but Claire has at least 10 years worth of experience at that park successfully. Like, they have 10 years of success behind them. So, yeah, their viewpoint's going to be a bit different. Um, these other ones have four days max between them, like, of bad experiences. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I would love to see a, a flip, like, of what we expect. And maybe Grant and Ellie are advocates now somehow. That would be interesting to see the tables turned, you know, because so much years, so many years have gone by, um, and I, I keep mentioning the uh, Lego series, but like <laughs> they've all been in it. Like Grant went, or no, I guess I guess Ellie hasn't been in it, but Grant went to the island in the Lego series, and Malcolm went to the island in the Lego series uh, to to the new park. So I wonder if that ever happened. That would that would be interesting to know.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: And maybe if it did, maybe if they did, you know, maybe Owen left – or not Owen. Uh, Ian left the, the the new park still jaded and not really into it. But maybe, maybe Grant left with like a newfound appreciation. You know, that could be interesting if he did um, and then took that to Ellie and they kind of figured out a way to help them. Um, that would be really, really interesting to find out because, look, we just found out that there was another um, person who started this entire thing. Benjamin Lockwood. We literally Mm -hmm. just found out, like in 2018. Um, So they could come back and say that they Grant and Ellie were a major part of this park. You know, this the establishment of the new park. Um, It could happen.
2: I mean, anything could. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to uh, give a new take per se because we probably talked about it a few times. But Mm -hmm. I think my new take would be. Maybe the approach is is flipped with Alan and Ellie. Maybe they are into it. Maybe they're a good part of this. Um, But let's move on to the next one, which is from Mike. What's going on, Mike?
3: Hey, Brad. It's uh, Mike Kristich. This is probably the third or fourth time I've uh, called you guys, so I'm going to just start calling myself Jurassic Mike for the fun of it.
1: There you go. Uh,
3: But uh, um, I did have a question for you. Um, for the mailbag, and uh, it comes uh, uh, with uh, the news of the San Diego Comic Con uh, being closed down due to the coronavirus. And my question was: Is what your thoughts? What are your thoughts on uh, how they plan on handling any um, San Diego Comic Con exclusives uh, that were originally supposed to be for that uh, show? And if they're just going to put it on sites like Entertainment Earth, and do you think that? Uh, Tell be coming out with anything uh, new um, for that San Diego Comic Con? Maybe the Amber Collection uh, with uh, the Dilophosaurus and uh, Nedry. Um, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And um, one of the other things that I did was I uh, I, was at, I was able to get my hands on that uh, Fanatic Reveal twenty-four karat gold plate uh, VIP ticket. Um, that thing looks amazing. And I can't wait for it to come in the mail. Uh I I guess it sold out within the first half hour, which uh given that it was only limited to a thousand, uh that completely makes sense. So uh, I look forward to hearing your response and uh stay safe and stay drastic. Bye.
2: I did see that ticket. That thing's cool.
0: That thing is cool. Like um it. Yeah, that that is awesome. I know I think uh, I think I have one on the way, um, so whenever that it is, um, but that should be awesome. Okay. I, I I saw those and I was like, those are awesome. Uh, yeah, they I are. absolutely need one. And I know, yeah, Fnatic uh, produces some really cool stuff. Um, yeah, it's always like uh, they've got a lot of coins. These ticket the tickets are really cool. Um, the posters, prints, and stuff like that. I love them all. I know there's some some cool stuff coming up for Jurassic June. So. I'm not gonna spoil it, just in case this is airing. But I think it's airing like hours before it's announced. So go look; it's probably out there right now. <laughs> um, but there's some <laughs> new stuff out there. Um, but uh, yeah, what was uh, what did he say?
2: <laughs> oh,
0: I lost track after talking Ooh, about the.
2: It was. Oh, the exclusives.
0: Oh, from uh Diego oh Comic-Con. Yeah, I completely blanked. I Duh. usually write this stuff down because this is why I write it down because my brain doesn't work. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's an interesting question because, like, last year, you know, they did the John Hammond thing, right? Um, so was there going to be anything coming for this year uh, from Mattel? I, I don't know. I, I know, like, uh, that image of, like, a clear... Carnotaurus came out and I don't even, I think Mattel might've even said that that was not their they doing or something. I don't even know. Um, I still don't know what the whole story was on that thing, but who knows? Maybe that could have been an exclusive. Um, and he mentioned the Dilophosaurus and Dennis Nedry. I feel like at this point, like it probably would have been, it's, it's just like, it was something that was revealed so long ago. I think at the last one, maybe even earlier than that. Um, what is taking so long on it to be honest like why is it taking so long to come out i have no clue um but maybe they were saving it for a, a comic-con exclusive but um we're, yeah i guess we won't know i think are they still doing something online for comic-con do you know
2: uh, i haven't seen anything i haven't actively looked but i haven't seen anything either
0: yeah i haven't i haven't looked either i know some of the canceled cons and stuff um have taken like an online approach with some of their aspects, but I don't know. I honestly don't know anything about, uh, comic-con, but, um, I think, I think he's kind of, uh, got it on the nose there that if there is anything, it's going to show up on like an online marketplace, like entertainment earth or something, or, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's really, isn't that like the only retailer that they actually like work with online? I think, um, maybe, maybe, no, I guess not zavi or fanatic i don't think like the toys don't really show up on those sites at all um as far as i know um i guess they could maybe do like an amazon exclusive um oh they did gamestop right gamestop was one but like now you're seeing ian malcolm amber collection sell for like seven dollars so like that was kind of a bust i guess i just think the figure was bad to be honest but i don't know i I guess it could take an approach uh, to an online market instead i think they they want to get it out there, whether it's timed with the like the timeline of Comic-Con. I don't know. Maybe they'll just do it early. Who knows?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to do something. Everyone's going to have to figure out what to do now that everything's canceled. So they'll, they'll have to do something.
0: And as far as, like, any kind of film announcements or anything, that stuff, I, they don't even ever, like, go to Comic-Con, I don't think, Universal um so yeah we didn't have much to worry about there but yeah the toys and stuff i guess uh it's always a bummer when you don't get to see um reveals and stuff like that cuz those are always really exciting those conventions and uh it is definitely a bummer to not have them happening i know like i was i was at New York Toy Fair like 3 weeks before the shutdown and i was like oh my god like that was so close and then there's no more for, for like the rest of this year. So, um, yeah, it stinks. But uh, I guess the online route's the best way to go. So I, I don't have any further ideas or announcements. But yeah, I'm sure we'll see something online.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, let's see who else have we got here. Uh, this one, I don't know who this is from either. Let's take a listen.
7: <laughs> Hello, Brad. I just hey. like to tell you about this Jurassic Park KB Toys
4: toy line. Do you can sell the KB Toys?
8: My first one was this Brachiosaurus. You hear the sound? Bring me back to these nostalgia years. I was so young.
9: I was so small.
8: I used to have that Brachiosaurus. I had to buy a new one because my mom couldn't find it. My mom's really not that good with nostalgia, though. Oh, so cool. I hope this one goes to the podcast, though.
3: Thank you.
0: Well, it's here. We, uh, we all heard it. That was a Brachiosaurus, right? Does, is that what mm-hmm. you said?
2: Yeah I, uh, so.
0: do you have do you have anything from like KB Toys? Do you remember KB Toys?
2: Um our mall had a KB Toys. But Yeah. I don't know. Other than that, that's my <laughs> only memory.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that it I, was there. <laughs> it, it existed. KB Toys was there.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're the hearers.
0: Um yeah, I, I mean I don't have like a lot to add to that either um I didn't really uh during that timeline I just time frame I guess uh it felt like a different timeline because I those toys like during the Jurassic Park 3 and Onward era I didn't really connect with them so I I wasn't really into the whole you know sh- different sizes like we were talking about scale and stuff with Mattel and they've nailed the scale um all these scales from from that era were just like so strange um and i don't know it just it didn't really i didn't get into them as much i love KV toys but um didn't really get into those toys all that much so i don't have much to, to kind of add to that but um yeah and i guess it kind of goes to uh, exclusives because those were exclusives back then so maybe I, we're kind of dying with toy retailers so maybe we'll see something at target again like target and walmart i don't know I don't know what they're going to default to in these these strange, strange times.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I'm so helpful with these discussions. <laughs> when it comes to toys, I'm I'm literally useless. I'm like, I just don't know.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I I don't know a ton either. Um, but this KB toy stuff, uh, I, again, I I know even less. I know it was like. I think there was like a lot of repaints and stuff like that. Um and and something the caller mentioned was, you know, being so small at that time and collecting these toys and the nostalgia of it all. And if this was like the era where, you know, this was your first introduction or, you know, the, the major time period where you collected these toys, yeah, it's gonna be really impactful for you. So I appreciate that. I have I can totally appreciate where everybody's coming from if they loved these uh kB toys or or you know Jurassic park three toys but uh for me it just it was a time where I was in high school and felt too cool for this and and didn't wasn't really into it but now I'm collecting toys like crazy so um mm-hmm. y- you're never too cool for toys
2: no, not now i mean i yeah, I always like toys i wasn't I was in our kb toys once there's our there's my connection. People just turn off by now They're they're done They're like yeah We're done
0: Oh gosh Uh, Let's go to our last one here Uh, Brianna I think Uh, Let's take a listen
4: Hi Brad and Jen My name is Brianna I've always wondered about Claire's cell phone ringtone In Jurassic World I've always thought it sounded like the Jurassic Park theme Da na na Da na na but higher and faster, you know. Yeah. I'm wondering yeah. if you thought this too. If only she let it ring a few more times, we might hear. Na-na, na-na. But of course, in two.
0: Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm right. curious
4: about your thoughts. Thank you for taking my question. <laughs> Bye.
0: Sorry, I like <laughs> trampled over it with sounds from the score. Let me let me go back to the end of that. But of Great.
4: course, in two more times, we might hear. Na-na, yeah. na-na. But of course in tune. <laughs> I'm <laughs> curious about your thoughts. Thank you for taking my question. Bye.
0: All right. Yeah, if I didn't have the volume <laughs> flashing. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I feel like I've heard people talk about that before. Um I've heard that also with I feel like I've heard that. Uh, with like uh, the keypad in like Fallen Kingdom or something.
2: Oh yeah, I heard that one too. Someone confirmed that, didn't they? That the number keys were like the first couple notes to the Jurassic. I don't theme. know. did they? Uh, I, I, I've I never really picked those one. Did
0: I've never really picked those out? But after hearing her um, kind of sing that uh, ringtone, I, yeah, I can, I, i recognized it, and then yeah, I think it could be, you know. Um, but I, yeah, if we heard it a little bit more.
2: I didn't think that, but I like it.
0: It rang when her sister called, right? When was yeah. that? Um When she was oh, going she's... to Owen's bungalow, yep,
2: which was before that.
0: Karen, you're supposed to call. Are you having fun? Uh Cle- okay, here here's self here it is. Uh oh, I just missed it. All right, so we're going to hear Zach. Wait, she's not with you. All right, so Hmm. Big difference there. There's, there's an extra note, right? So it's not yeah. just do 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 do. It's do 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 do
2: Yeah.
0: So you would have to just go do 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 That's the content everybody's Aww. chiming in for. Um, He's crushed
2: all of our dreams.
0: Sorry, uh, sorry, Brianna. Um, I guess it's not. Uh, Claire gave us passes, yeah. we don't have to wait in line.
9: Wait, she's, she's not with you. With you?
0: So, no. I will say though that it still could be a reflection of the, the the score. You know, maybe they're just like that's too obvious if we if we you know put those notes in sequential order like that. So maybe they added the extra tone as kind of like a you know. A nod, but not necessarily a direct copy
2: I mean, if they're picking up like making up their own little tones and and they thought it enough to um with the code with the number code and all of that to make that sound like like the first couple notes of Jurassic, then I would assume if they're making up their own tones they would throw something like that maybe in there,
0: yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I have no clue if that is like a an actual ringtone or not because. It could be. It could just be some, like, random re- ringtone. All right, guys, we're going to go through all the ringtones on my iPhone. What kind of phone does she have? Do you know? <laughs> Is it an iPhone?
2: <laughs> I do not know. Well, I don't know. Um, I know. I should, I'm yeah, you slipping. should know this. What's going on? I am I'm slipping so bad. What's wrong oh, with me? gosh. I would – old me would have known that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I probably could have, like, looked at the movie when I was just on there. But uh, – oh, no, she was driving in her car, so – um, I don't know where did that moment happen with uh keypad.
6: And more lucrative, I guess.
8: Right. We've reactivated the old facilities, updated the technology, and imported the best genetics. I don't. I don't World. hear
6: anything. Is this
0: it one? though. Years in the planning. Genetic
1: power is an uncharted um idea. The potential for growth.
0: Maybe. Is more than you. So that's that's a little bit farther in the movie. Um.
2: Yeah, it's... Is that... Oh, here it is. Here we go. Yeah, it is. I think it is it.
0: To be able to pinpoint these keypad sequences <laughs> is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yep. dun, 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 dun.
2: Yeah, the dun, dun,
0: dun, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like, I think...
7: Going back...
2: Dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. Right. so I'm I'm feeling like it it could sound like the family cue from uh, Jurassic Jurassic world let me see if I can bring up this score now <laughs> I'm like bringing up all this uh, all these different programs here hold on let me see if I can add this to our call uh oh no It took away our phone. Oh, that was the last call, anyway. Um,
2: I don't know. It still sounds like the Jurassic Park theme a little bit to me.
1: Okay, here it is. All right. I think
0: in this section is what I was thinking um, coming up here. After this. Right, so let's listen to this note structure here. Next. I don't know. It sounds like it could be similar. But there's, like, way more notes than that other one. It kind of replicates it. But... Not enough to be like confirmed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so so far we've kind of confirmed zero things. So I don't I don't know if they were necessarily done on purpose. Maybe Caleb has some insight. Um, I'd like to hear what Caleb thinks about these note structures here. Because um, I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing it.
2: I kind of. But it's an interesting
0: question. <sighs> Clearly, his first. See, I feel like it's this like do 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 do. But me like doing that makes no sense. You guys aren't knowing what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up there. <laughs> that was our final voicemail of the of Jurassic June. Uh, so And of
2: course we have no answers. Nothing.
0: Yeah. Oh. We have we had an answer today? I don't think no.
2: so. No. we ever?
0: No. <laughs> I think I, I had maybe a few answers about toys, but not much.
6: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I've I don't think had we had
2: any toys answers before. Yeah, have but, you had
0: toys? I've had toys. I, That's an answer. Yeah. Like
6: that.
0: All right. So what what are we uh, what are we doing here? Um, where can everybody find What's you happen? online if they want um, to do so?
2: If you want to do so, you could find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89 on Twitter, at the Bryce Dallas Howard Network, at BDH Network, and BryceDHoward.com, and the Jurassic Vault, JurassicVault.com. Ooh.
0: Awesome. What are you guys working on over there currently?
2: <laughs> um, right now, I think I just finished Lost World. Everything except the, um, the, uh, the screen caps. I did everything except the 4K screen caps. I have them all made. I just have to edit them, but... think lost world's pretty much done i'm doing theme parks right now
0: oh yeah and if that that one is any indication that's a great picture
2: yeah see that's why i had it so fresh in my mind because i'm literally in the theme park folder like all the time now trying to fix it figure it out decide what's what most of the time i don't know
0: one day an epic jurassic party in a theme park has to happen we'll we'll start planning it now it's gonna be planned let's do it planning it gonna have tables gonna have tables all over candles wow what looks to be small rocks and flat and napkins
2: we gotta get them to like rebuild that entire waterfront
0: uh yeah let's let's start there um (laughs) take down the coaster you guys have been putting up redo it (laughs) to make it look like this because uh it's gonna be an eyesore and uh it's okay it might be it looks very fun to be honest the coaster looks like it's gonna be an absolute blast but
2: But... like all the trees are gone (laughs)
0: Yeah, all the trees are gone, and there's no room for tables. So, we okay. need room for tables.
2: We need trees in the Jurassic Park section. That's yeah, just really sad that they need don't
0: have Lots. Lots. Yeah. But, till next time. <laughs> in <laughs> ju- July? Oh, my God. It already, it's already July. July, guys. It's July now.
2: Wow. What <laughs> on earth. Okay.
0: <laughs> we'll see you next time, guys. Bye.
2: Right, bye.
6: Jurassic June is usually about all of us coming together in celebration of something we love. This year, more than ever before, it is important that we come together for something altogether different, to highlight voices which are also often forgotten and also often prejudiced against. This year we are delighted to be supporting Colour of Change as a part of our effort to ensure that black lives matter. If you can, please donate through the podcast links and help us to use Jurassic Tune not just as an opportunity to bring everyone in this Jurassic community together, regardless of their walks of life, but also as an opportunity to make a real and meaningful difference. We're sure you'll get behind this initiative and we appreciate all your support. So thank you, as always, for all you do. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening to the 236th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Thank you so much to Jen for joining me again for another Jurassic mailbag. It is always so comforting to chat with Jen about anything Jurassic. And you guys all have such great questions. And I know, you know, outside of, uh, you know, what is going on today with, you know, racial injustices and, and everything else we also have the pandemic so i know a lot of you are asking questions about how that'll change the future of jurassic and hopefully we answered your questions uh well enough here i i know sometimes it's hard but we we have a lot to discuss and a lot of hope for the future and a lot of faith that everything's gonna you know be fine here for the franchise and it is kind of like i said in the beginning it does feel a bit superfluous to to try to discuss jurassic in a meaningful way when there's such Um, you know, just rough things going on in our country and around the world, but I hope you guys appreciate any time that we take to discuss Jurassic. And, um, I really, really appreciate any amount of time that you take to listen to us. So please do not forget the charity drive that we have going on on our website. You can, you can donate via Venmo. You can donate v- via um, PayPal. Um, we have the links and the scan code on our website, so please go check it out. Like I said, $5 or more for prize packs, $10 or more to be a part of the Jurassic Wire in an upcoming episode. We will be adding more prizes uh, throughout the month, so please stay tuned. To those prize packs to see how they change and how they update. Everything that's in there now will stay there. There's nothing going to be taken away. Um, and like I said, all the money will go to Color of Change. So thank you so much to everybody for listening to this episode. And I'm going to go ahead and kick it off to myself for the outro. Thanks. Saddle up. Let's
8: get this movable feast
0: underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod And myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five
3: minutes. Drop what you're doing and-